The City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Welcome, LAFC faithful. This is episode 199 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Of course, we love bringing in friends and family. In this case, we'll definitely call him family. Today, we're bringing in Vince LaRosa from the 110 Football Show. And let's be honest, LAFC legend from day one, always in the mix. Welcome to the show, my brother. Wow. I appreciate you calling me an LAFC legend. Uh, but when I hear 199, uh, then yeah. we know where the real legend is. So uh, it's, it's here at Heart, Heart of LAFC. Like, like I said, when I uh, did a little promo, Longest running LAFC podcast. No one will ever have that title, but you guys. Hey, I blame Jerry for that, man. I, I, you know, like I got lucky. I guess we both got lucky, you know, old friends and made it happen. And, and then I got super lucky with all these other amazing individuals. Like again, my close friends keeping me propped up, keeping this going and, and making it what it is a community pot at the end of the day. But Vince, it's, it's an honor to have you knowing that we've never had you on this before, which is, you know, Wild. yeah, you know me. I just I show up right before the big numbers, you know, 199, 200 coming up. I just I just swoop in and take the glory. I'm your classic goal vulture. You know, one of my favorite players is uh, Pipo and Zoggy, so it makes sense. Poacher, poacher. There poacher. he goes. He's he's poaching. Nice score man. Score off my score off my hip in a Champions League final and celebrate like I like I hit a bicycle kick. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. I you know I've got a I've got a ton of goals where it's off the knee, whatever. I was trying it. I'm telling you, I was trying it. You just take it. There's no such thing as an ugly goal, right? Yeah, all looks the same on score sheet. There it is. Of course, you see the others on the pod. Welcome back, Tony. Welcome back, Bam, my fam. How you guys doing tonight? Oh me, okay. I'm doing pretty well. You know, (laughs) listening to new podcasts that popped up, listening to what other people are having to say, and you know, luckily now people are somewhat getting facts a little bit but you know little by little there's definitely a lot of perspectives as of late that's for sure and uh, it's a good thing though you, you need to have varied opinions and passions being at different levels this is a good thing this is football it's how it's supposed to be so good stuff tony i saw well we'll talk about that as we get on with the show for sure bam how are you doing are you still locked in your house got even worse i've now had more curfews as an adult than i did as a kid we're under curfew in my state from 9 p.m to 5 a.m i can't leave my house bam's been grounded (laughs) (laughs) you know if we could if we could smuggle you something to to you know a little shot in the arm there we could definitely do that that would be a beautiful thing all all i want is three points just three points all i want (laughs) Right. Like, you know, let's rather than focusing on on the news of the world. Right. And all the negativity, negativity around that. It's always best to focus on the football. I mean, that, that that's ultimately why we're here. It's what we do is what we do. We support uh, and it is our great escape. Of course, before we jump into the football and and get into the fun stuff with Vince, we definitely have to to mention something very important. Um we lost a brother in arms uh, on this latest road trip. Uh, yes, uh, one didn't make it. And we have, have to call this out. We have to talk about it. But uh, Julio Javier Soriano, a dedicated member of the 3252, 
If you knew him, you loved him. Uh, always at the tailgates, always in the center. Same section as Black Army, right? F friends with many of us. Uh, he was traveling, uh, heading to the game, and, and he didn't make it. Um, so we've lost him. And so we wanted, of course, send our condolences to the family of Julio and the friends of Julio. Because let's be honest, in the 3252, we are friends and family. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, and, of course, send our condolences to his family the most. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit later about how we can reach out, uh, devote our time, uh, help, help people, and, of course, celebrate his life. Uh, there'll be a few events coming up this week. And so when we get into the community news, we're definitely going to cover that a little bit further so we can give you guys full details to make sure that whoever can go, goes. Uh, it is essential. So this episode, of course, is dedicated to, Javier, or to, to Julio Javier Soriano. Um, again, brother, we're going to miss you, but we know that there's just another angel looking over us this season. Uh, and uh, you'll always be a part of us, always be a part of the North End. So rest easy, my brother. Uh, we're going to move forward, of course, with the football, because that is what we do. So, of course, Atlanta, that is what happened. And you see Tony, you see his expressions. It's been, it's been a little rough. So, of course, we go into this match into Atlanta thinking, okay, well, maybe this will be the time we can turn things around. I think all of us knew deep down, though, this was probably going to be the most challenging of the matches of the month. Let's be real. Uh, they are a team that has turned it around. And now their star talent is back. They're healthy. And we're not. So going into it, we knew there was going to be a challenge. And, of course, in the lead-up to the match, there were some surprise omissions uh, that came up. So we did have some unexpected injuries, hamstring issues popping up for two of our major talents. Uh, we had Kim Moon Hwan out with hamstring. We had Sifuentes, uh, right, uh, coming up with, with injury. So he wasn't able to start. We have other guys playing kind of walking wounded. Uh, the center back situation with Segura being out, we knew was going to be tough. So we know going into this game, there are three or four guys that are normally in the starting lineup, not at home. Playing a team in their house, pretty much full strength. So we knew that was going to be trouble. What did that happen? Well, you would think maybe some of our replacements, our young replacements would get a chance, but... Earlier in the days, we found out that a lot of our regular subs actually ended up in Vegas this week. So that didn't help as well, especially with, uh, you could think Duke, you could think Moose, right? These guys weren't going to be available for us. And now we have these injuries that are kind of late in the game. You're not going to call them back. So the challenge is upon us. Uh, so what happens is basically we shuffle backs, right? We move things around and the diamond in the rough comes out. Fall gets to start the game, which is massively important and i'm going to tell you guys follow him closely because he's going to be a story as as time progresses i just hope we can hold on to him for at least a couple seasons because he is that good uh and then of course we saw blackman on the right right i mean moving out towards it we saw murillo uh on the left we saw chiki and that was kind of where you were at and then farfan got to play right back wing back of course Almost midfield. They're really high up for this game. So you could see it kind of both ways. Right, Vince? I mean, technically they're right wing backs, but really yeah, playing I advanced. Mean, yeah, I mean, it just depends. I know that people really get bogged down in this because numbers are fun, right? Formations are fun. Right. Um, but like I, like I always like to say, and I think I said this once, and uh, Will Kuntz goes, 
you know, that's great. And I go, I think you are the one that actually told me this. And it was that <laughs> positions are just starting points. Um, it's about the roles that you play. And so, yes, uh, both Cheeky and Marco were tasked with trying to get as far forward as they could to, to uh, help help out in the midfield, help out that line of pressure, uh, and then at times get back into line of five. Um, so there was, there was definite, definitely instances where Marco was high up. And, you know, he's got the recovery speed just like Cheeky uh, to get back. And there was a few times where he was very good because they were – uh, to your point about fall having to show up, um, they definitely went at him. They saw the the new mm-hmm. kid was there, and they they have you know Moreno, they have Barco, and they wanted to go to that side, and they went to that side often. Yeah, and and to to be honest, you seem to be the most stable guy back there on the day. Yeah, realistically, he was. He wasn't getting flustered. He wasn't making mistakes. His passing percentage was a little bit lower because he's taking some chances, but he's also creating things. So you couldn't really fault him in his effort on the day. I think it was a plus for, for what to expect from a young player. So we could say that right off the bat before we even talk about the highlights. This was falls kind of show. It really was. Um, others on the field, of course, were a different story um, for that point for the only other surprise maybe was that uh, Chicho didn't get to start this game. It was back to B rod, Rossi and Vela. So, Maybe that was a little surprising for all of us, knowing that we have this money player. And, of course, we have also a new defender that wasn't getting the start. So questions, right, going in. The other thing we had to talk about, of course, was the 12th man in the lineup, and that was the 3252 supporters who were out there in force, taking up about two sections, dominating it. Um, From what I understood, the supporters on the other end could hear them in their section, which means it's a victory for us. You know that if you hear another supporter group and you're in your section, that means you're losing. Yep. Right. That's how the game is played in the supporter <laughs> culture. Exactly. So that is what we were hearing and seeing. Uh, the videos were absolutely amazing. So those who traveled out, you were indeed the 12th man. Uh, as you always are, we are the best traveling supporters in MLS, the best home supporters in MLS. And I don't care if you think that sounds a bit contentious because I don't care. We we've earned that. We put in the work. We keep showing up. So we have that. I heard uh, they going. weren't too happy yeah. with our our flares in their tailgate, even though we were. Invited. Oh, resurgent got a little yeah. bit mad about that. Oh. Yeah, but everybody else kind of tamped that down. So. One ten football took. We took crossfire on that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So we just to, for everyone. So actually, I, I do want to clear, clarify this for everyone that that might have saw that because uh, those resurgence guys were dra- grasping for straws at a certain point. Um, and they were going at Monty, uh, saying saying that uh, things that were shared from from DMs were not true, uh, and they shared a DM from one of our producers. The plan was for One Ten Football to be in Atlanta. We wanted to document um, the you know basically the historic nature of this trip, um, coming out of COVID and everything that the thirty two fifty two were going to do there. And actually, really, what we wanted to document was exactly what happened. Um, each time I've gone somewhere, we've gone to Austin, we've gone to Sporting, um, we've gone to the tailgate. And they've asked us, well, what are you doing here if you're LAFC people? I said, well, do you guys welcome LAFC supporters? And they said, yeah, we would love for them to come to the tailgate. I go, that's what we're doing. You need to understand that in American soccer culture, which is almost unique throughout the entire world, that you guys will actually allow opposing teams, uh, if, to a certain extent, look, obviously Galaxy, LAFC does not mingle <laughs> during games. But SKC, SKC LAFC, cool. Austin LAFC, especially East Coast teams like Atlanta, there is a co-mingling. And that is a beautiful thing. And I think what we want to document is the fact that that is unique to American soccer culture. And we don't have very many unique things to American soccer culture. So we go there to do those things. And so our producer reached out 
to Resurgence and said, hey, we're probably going to be there a couple weeks before. We'd love to come out. And they basically rolled out the red carpet and were like, hey, thanks. They used that as saying we are a uh, an undercover organization for LAFC, uh, that we were trying to use a fan show as a guise to get a PR um, victory for the supporters group, which was never the case. Um, we never we never uh, said we were part of LAFC. We said exactly who we were. Uh, but it was just funny to get the uh, a little bit of the uh, crossfire. And it made me laugh. It didn't, it didn't worry me at all because I was like, it looked. It made them look so bad that one of our producers reached out and just said, "Like, hey, we're just going to be there. We would like to document American soccer culture," and then that was their ammo to to try to uh, lure out LAFC fans as if they did something wrong. Um, and for for everything that I heard, everyone had a great time except for like three people, which decided to tweet about it. The three people that make up that group is very much a Mike D moment. Yep. Right. <laughs> it's the yeah, new Mike D much. moment. And it, it's a new Mike D moment, but now now East Coast style. So basically the way we see it are Southern style, I should say. Uh, really, it's kind of the groups that are trying to prove themselves that pull stuff like this. When there's an, a rising tide that's much stronger than they are, and rather than riding that wave, they kind of want to be the breaker, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what we see in certain teams. You get these little groups that, that try to push it, you know? And, it, and what's funny is that usually it backfires and their own people shut them down. So... Yep. The movement is right. Um, those who travel know. You know, we were treated like like little red carpet treatment in Kansas City in our first season, and everywhere we've gone has been very positive. And then you see Global Diplomatic with all the charity events that they do now with other supporter groups globally, globally. Yeah. Uh, that the LAFC traveling supporter movement is not a negative moment. It is a positive movement, and it is trying to grow and build the culture. Yes, rivalries come into play. And when you play rivals, you don't expect the red carpet treatment. You shouldn't expect it. That would actually water down the rivalry. You have to have an edge. That's expected in the culture. But if there's no natural rivalry and it's just about the football, then let the football win the day. Yeah, That's showcase showcase your city. Showcase what you do. Um, yeah, it's all those things that you said. Again, this is unique to American soccer culture. and It will be the way that this game grows. The only reason this game continues to grow is because when they watch on TV, they go, what is that over there that those people are doing? How can I become a part of that? And if we can then expand that to people going to other cities and saying, wow, somebody else has that. Wow, can we have this everywhere? That's exactly what we all want. But to your point, there are some people chasing clout um, and they'll get found out. And I didn't mean, yeah, to, it's rhyme. All... I didn't mean to rhyme there. Clout, <laughs> you know, clout chasing is, is not anything new. And so that that's fine. It's just it's again, like you said, it's not lasting. Before I move forward, I just wanted to feature the kit that Vince is wearing today because it's truly impressive. There it is. Los Colombianos. I'm doing this for Eddie Segura. I miss my boy. Dude, we do too, man. It's sad. It is really sad because his season this season, he's become the leader without a doubt back there. And yeah, we we're really missing out with him. It hurts. And he again, everyone who knows Eddie who's been able to talk with Eddie. He's an awesome personality and just an all around good guy. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it hurts to see a guy with, with a good heart like him going through what he's going through. And we just can't wait for him to heal up and get back to us. That's for sure. But yeah, the, the Jersey look good, man. I got to say vintage always wins the day with me. So hey, I knew, I knew it was coming on the big show. So brought out the big guns, the big show. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's uh Dude, the old show, right? We've just been around a while. Uh, but no, it's again, we're just a part of the fabric, just like everybody else. We just 
decided to go crazy during the pandemic and do 8 million shows. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, hey, moving on with the up, game. You show up every day, yeah. man. That's, that's all you got. That's all you can do. Don't miss any weeks. The only thing I missed was what the three weeks for vacation. And that's been it. And hey, we didn't have any games that time. So it's all good. Fair. So Atlanta's approach. We saw where we're at. Bam, what's going on with Atlanta? What did they throw out on the field at us? Well, instead of doing a 3-5-2, which we predicted last episode, they came up with a 5-3-2, which pretty much ended up being a 3-5-2. Um, well done to you. You end up picking all 11 starters. So well done to, to you for that. Um, the other big surprise was that we the head ref for our game was Penzo. Now, I've been doing a bit of research mm. the last couple of weeks. Uh-oh. Um, out of the five regular season games we've had with him before this game, we've only won one. We have a one win, two draws, two loss records. He averages 24.2 fouls a game. He averages 4.4 yellows per game and 0.4 reds per game for us. To go into that game, I was expecting a few more yellows than what actually came out. Into the first half, going by MLSsoccer.com, their summary, first half, nothing. It was absolutely nothing in the summary. You've got to go into the. You've got to go deep Were they not into it. The game? Apparently not. They, they had no no summary. <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> for the their brief heck? summary, they had nothing. I would when say the first half was actually the first half was actually more exciting than the second half. I I would argue, yeah. but okay. Yep. Some of the highlights more that I came across for the first half. <laughs> Within the first minute, Villa had a nice cross into the box to no one. <laughs> um, six minute mark B-Rod had a good run into the box that ended up being a goal kick 8th minute Villa had a beautiful shot that was saved um, 32nd minute was when Romero stepped up to the plate it was a free kick to Atlanta just outside the box a deflection off Blessing with a fingertip save in the top corner by Romero that was a beautiful save for the game gotta give him that 31st minute had a 3 on 2 um with attacking from Atlanta. Martinez um, had a good shot that's got saved by Romero. Um, from that play, back down the other end with a shot by B-Rod that got saved. 37th minute, with Blessing on the field, had a brilliant crack at goal. Just one too many two touches I've found with him. And for 41st minute, beautiful free kick by Twester. Beautiful onside header by <laughs> Mamadou Fall. I'm calling that onside. That was onside. VAR out. Is this where we can talk about that, or should we wait? No, let's just talk. Let's go for it right now. Jump into it, Vince. I feel like so. uh, Whatever you may think of Bob Bradley, he was he was 100 spot on on his description of this because what he didn't do was talk about the actual uh, onside offside. What he did talk about was the clear and obvious. And from what I know. And from what Max Bredes has told me from being on uh, referee calls for broadcast, the only thing that VAR can use are the broadcast cameras. So everyone talks about, well, maybe there's a hidden view. There shouldn't be. Now, if there is a hidden view, then this would be against the supposed rules. Uh, so what we saw was a, uh, a screenshot that looked like he might have been offside, maybe by a, a fraction of his shoulder, which uh, is debatable. Um, but it wasn't in line with the play. And I would say to you, if I asked you, if you said to me, Hey, was the play onside or offside? And I said, it looked like it. And you said, well, was the picture down the line? And I said, no, that would automatically not be clear and obvious to you. Hence, not of the level that you should even be looking at it. And then the fact that Penso runs over, goes like this for a second and then goes, oh yeah, no, offside. You got to be kidding me. Like, I I just, 
it should never would have been reviewed. Um, to your point, Bam, it was a beautiful free kick, beautiful header, a big moment for uh, a player in his first MLS start. And I'm not, not saying that that should play into it, uh, but it just by the letter of the supposed law, which I do think that MLS VAR is one of the best, uh, at least in the way that they usually use it, because we don't have the lines drawn everywhere and we're not going too crazy. Um, <laughs> they've messed it up. And to Bob's point, we've been caught on the wrong side of that a couple times where it's either it's always kind of not gone in our favor. The Galaxy game, that first Chicharito goal could have been offside. And you know what? We were okay with it because it was like, well, if it's close enough and it's not clear obvious, then what can you do? But this yeah. is the time they decide to look at it. He takes half a second to look at it and, and blows it off. And maybe the game doesn't go our way after that. But goals change games, as we saw in the second half. So I just it blows my mind that it that it went down that way i would really 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 like to have the audio available on overturned decisions mm -hmm. that, do that should in, do that in be... australia don't they yep. yeah it's accountability <laughs> and this league is notorious for borderline becoming sports entertainment rather than sports at times you've seen it you've seen runs that certain teams have that boy they're getting all the calls right it just doesn't seem right VAR is cloudy enough within this league that it does look a little shady at times. I know you guys brought up the Portland goal that happened. Mm -hmm. Was it Portland's goal? That was yeah. way more obvious and still got away with a goal on that one. And you're like, why us, right? It seems to always be us. It never benefits us. And then you mentioned how we have a losing record with this referee, and he's so obvious with what his decision. Like, he didn't even bat an eye. You, you just start to wonder, like, is the target always on our back because we're supposed to be the favorites, the darlings? Like, what is and, this? Well, and my thing is, if you want sports entertainment, then don't allow them to open up the uh, stadium dome so that while I'm watching it on my TV, I've got a big <laughs> dot in the middle of the field. Like, the come glare. on. Ridiculous. Like, again, what you may think of Bob Bradley, he's exactly right on this point. We need the games to look better. They not not just to mm -hmm. play on the field. They just need to look better because if I'm watching that game, I'm going, God, I can't see because the camera's re refocusing and re white balancing. I'm gonna it, maybe that's the first soccer game I ever watched. Hey, I've heard these this Atlanta and LAFC team are really excited to watch. Oh God, I can't watch that. Never come back. Yeah, yeah. For, for mean, someone, yeah. someone for the last couple of years that's only been able to watch our games, that was horrendous. It's tough, right? And I watched the Minnesota and the Galaxy the night mm -hmm. before and it had a similar sun problem, and it was like, stop scheduling these games at these times. Yeah, if you do it, then you have to make accommodations for it, for mm -hmm. sure, for sure. But yeah, the game times, I, middle of the day in Atlanta, in the heat, and you open the doors. Like, I don't I don't understand any of that. It makes no sense whatsoever. I'm still figuring that out. But yeah, the first goal to me that we scored, it was a beautiful moment, right? Young player getting his goal. You saw how, how much celebrating there was. It was just so beautiful, so storybook, so perfect for MLS. They threw it in the trash. They really did. They threw it in the trash. And MLS is going to MLS on a national broadcast, right? That's what they do. Every time you watch them on the national broadcast, they do something wrong. And then it's just, oh, that's Bush League. Here we go again. That's why nobody takes you seriously. Yep. You're just not impartial. So there goes that. You know, we lost that opportunity in the first half. And, of course, that changes the look of everything. Reactions are what they are. You know, I, I just felt that under the circumstances where we were at, it's a pretty good turnout for so many players missing kind of surprising to me that the game played the way it did in the first half. Vince, your overall impressions of the first half. 
Um, I thought it was, it, it did turn out to be even. I would say that though, at least I did think that Atlanta also showed out pretty well. Uh, obviously compared to the San Jose game though, night and day. I mean, how organized they were, uh, especially for the first 20 minutes, they looked really good. And then Atlanta started to get a better sense of how they could move around the midfield two of Atuesta and blessing and find those spaces in the channels and get their guys like Moreno and Barco going. Uh, but most of their chances though, still came from fouls. And some of them were silly fouls. Like I can remember the cheeky foul, three guys around, uh, I believe Barco. Um, and he just decides to leave a foot in. Uh, and then, you know, the LAFC chances, uh, including or not including the fall goal, were just as about as good. I think jo- Joseph's big chance where he kind of rolled it to Romero was probably the biggest chance, right? You would, you would have, when he cut back there, you were like, <sighs> and the Joseph of old finishes that nine times out of 10, probably 10, no, probably 11 times out of 10. Uh, but yep. The other chances we had, there were some good ones, and there were some ones um, that could have been even better. Uh, I would say that uh, the shot that you referenced from Blessing, before that, he could have played in Cheeky. Um, and Cheeky yep. had, a, had a ball he could have fired across the box, similar to the one that uh, Guzan got a hand to, and they weren't quite able to scramble it over the line. Uh, Brian, which uh, actually, to shameless plug, uh, I will be breaking down a couple of Brian's plays on, on 110 Football on Friday, um, and one of them will be that uh, that – play in the sixth minute and what he should have done better. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really, I, I saw something that made me happy because to your point, Joseph, with, with guys kind of moving around um, and that's been one of the um, tough things for LAFC is they've had to ch- chop and change a lot of lineups, chop and change a lot of formations. These guys really don't know. And when we're talking about a positional system that LAFC plays, it's nice to know where your guy's going to be before you even pass the ball. Right. <laughs> But you, you don't yeah. know that you don't even know who the guy is going to be next to you at this point. So it's hard to know where he's going to be. Uh, but I, I thought they put in a really good showing in that in that first half. And uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised despite it being zero zero and despite being very frustrated that it should have been one. nil. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. It, 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 I agree completely with you. The 20 minutes and I mentioned to these guys during the game, like, just get me through the 20 minutes, get me through the 20 minutes. And I'm counting the clock, like, just 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 get through it. I know if we can get through this, we'll be OK. We'll be OK. And we got there. Um, so I, that was my thing. 20 minutes is essential because it's been throwing up on the floor, basically, the, for the first 20 minutes for us as of late. So just surviving that was was half the battle. And we found ourselves they found themselves and it became a really good battle. And I felt that, you know, whatever the score was, this was a good football match overall. Mm-hmm. It really was. They were tightly contested. Everything was a battle. They were both looking at like the clubs of old. They really mm-hmm. were looking the part. And so I couldn't help but be happy. Tony, any impressions on the first before we jump into the second? It's the only, the only bright, the only, the only bright side was fall as living B right. Of course he's again, he's on his uh, redemption arc as you like to call it, since I watch a lot of anime, what they call it the redemption arc <laughs> at the moment, and especially what he posts after the game that uh, if everyone in social media that saw is pretty much he's owning up to who he is. He's finally realizing what he needs to do as a player and get this prima donna skit out of the way. Um, the fall goal, again, you look at Portland, you look at ours, I literally feel like that Pamming the pictures are the same. There's no difference. Tell me the difference. They're the same. So it's like, why is that one on size? Why is that off? It's again. So other than that, that's it. Like we played really well. It's like we had a lot of opportunities. And again, that's going to be the ongoing moving in forward to the second halves is a lot of opportunities. 
story the story of our season so far so mm -hmm. with that said sir definitely push push us into second half moments so at, i believe at the 45th minute or halftime pretty much we put, put in um uh, uh sifu for uh, farfan as in the switch so that was farfan's back in because like again sifu was a little, a little hurt questionable but we still need to get him in and then i was gonna make a jug and just be like 46 minute happens off a throw in, of course, our favorite thing. It goes to goes to Mourinho. Mourinho sends it to Bar to Barco, and it just barely misses Mourinho. You could, if you watch, it, you can tell if he just stretches out a little bit or like angles. Well, I think always. he got. I think he got a boot to it. Oh, he yeah, got exactly. a good. Piece I think he of helped it. it. I think he helped yeah. it along. Yeah, but it's like sadly. just just like a little one extra lucky touch, and again, touches are everything. It gets mm -hmm. past him, it gets to Barco, and Parco just takes it and just passes to Jose, and it's literally, it's one of, like, Jose, like it's, an, it's a gimme to, for Jose. Like, you give him that ball, he's going to score that nine out of ten times. Like, if he misses that one time, it's something he misstepped or something. And that was pretty much, I wanted to say that it, but moving forward, just, like, 49th minute, Sifu had a rocket shot at the minute and it just hit the crossbar like booming if you like guzman didn't even have it if that goes a little bit lower guzman still couldn't even block it and we would be up one one 59 minute uh we finally get our new defender to come in for mario again turf is not our friend so having him off is a good thing and also a bad thing because i wanted him to have a yellow i even was calling it for the first half everyone Everyone was saying, no, it's too early. I wanted him for the yellow because now <laughs> moving into the next game, he could be he could be out for the Carson game, and that's not one player we need out. But moving forward, Bello has a nice shot on goal. It was a nice rocket, but Marmaro was a, it was like a typical just like practice bully save, easy. Off a set piece. This was actually a pretty cheeky play, and I liked it, which it was like they set up Vela literally just kind of like crosses it like not like back passes it back to Chicho and this is where the thing's going to go on Chicho shoots it and it goes wide <laughs> and that might have been his first touch though right no yeah it was it was, yeah. it was yeah, his it was, first touch yeah. but that's that's tough one this, yeah it's going to be it's, this is going to be an ongoing moving forward with our shots because 71st minute 71st minute off the corner Chicho heads it just wide <laughs> <laughs> and then at the 78th minute, we get the new the bearer of bad news. Edward comes for Palacio because of injury. And I'll take this time, and pretty much everyone's been preaching about this on, like, anyone who watches soccer. It's like, we need to get rid of the synthetic turf. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, again, if we're going to be taken seriously, we need to get off the synthetic turf. Like, um Atlanta, I, I get it. You're playing on, you know, you're playing on the football stadium. That's something you can't do. It's, but it's one thing we need to change. Portland, I don't understand why they have it when they have more. Like, when I think Portland or Seattle, I think greenery. So why do you have turf when your your states are known for green, luscious trees and everything? So, so Palacio's out. We don't know his 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 comeback date yet we haven't had any information and again there's there's reasons for that because you know again don't want our enemies to know what is inside our house so you try to keep as much in-house as much as you can so that way they can't use it against you 
Um, 81st minute, 81st minute, we have two things. One, Crisco comes off, comes on for blessing. So he gets his first start uh, or his first play as an LAC player. And then on that, we have a quick counter. It was, oh, I forgot who got it. It looked like Sisu got us. Uh, so Chicho got the ball, passed it to Rossi. And he gets a nice shot of it, goes wide again. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty much after that, um, Edwards gets a yellow, of course. Same thing. It's, again, most people don't like it. Me and Bam do like it, him going after the ref. So he gets the yellow again. So he may be not playing because he's yelling at the ref after every game. But besides the point, that's pretty much the breakdown of the second half. Again, the trend was every shot went right. And I'll say this. I understand Bob's tactics. We talk. We can talk days for about it, and we do this. But Bob can't be out there to tell the players to shoot the ball on target. That's not his job. That's their job. In training, they do it over and over and over. But I'm sorry. That's how it goes. Like, it goes one way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the touch. But it went wide. So we have to finish our opportunities. So, you know, and I challenge anybody that's, like, putting Bob on this result at what point in this game would you say, well, that's why it turned because Bob did this. I can't find it. There's a substitution. Was that's that that's what turned it? No, not that either. I think we're in a moment right now with makeshift lineups that we're, our guys are trying to basically thread the needle. They're trying the perfect shot because they feel they have to do it to make it work, to make it count. So they're pulling up too tight on things. That's why you have the near misses. They're trying to they're trying to put it in the upper corner. They're trying to put it inside the the inside ending of the post. They want total perfection, which usually means that you miss. It's going to be a close miss, but you're going to miss. Instead of just putting on keeper and making him do his job, it's just there's just I got to be perfect because we got to get this one in the net. Vince, are you are you getting that same vibe from these guys right now? Yeah, I mean, look, let let's just break down the entire season right now. It's a confidence problem. Uh, or at least it's the last six games. It's it's a major league confidence problem. Um, it's what keeps you from scoring goals. Um, it's what keeps you from maybe closing down your man all the way because you're not quite sure if the guy behind you is going to be there, so you hedge your bets a little bit. Um, these are things that creep into guys' psyche. And to the credit of the coaching staff after this match, and I know a lot of people want Bob to walk up to the podium every match and go, it's my fault. Okay. Um, that only does so much, uh, you know, and he's not going to, he's not going to just say it to say it, but he did come in this, after this match and say, look, we're not confident. We're not scoring goals. Our team clearly is at its darkest point. And that's on me because he knows that he needs to bring those guys spirits up, whether it is through tough love or it's through putting an arm around the guy. That's, that's what you pay a, a high level manager to do to figure out how to communicate his message and communicate to the players. Hey guys, you can loosen up a little bit here. Hey, we just need you to give that a little bit more because I, I mean, I can tell you, it, I can tell you this. It's hard to explain, but I can tell you it's a feeling. There's this feeling you get when things are going well. Um, and, and it's one thing in finishing, obviously you feel like everything's going in, but it's, it's also in just your, your energy levels in general. Like when you're pressing and you just, you, you get this feeling, it feels like a wave. It's almost like surfing. Um, you, if you feel this wave coming, this swell coming behind you and you're like, oh man, if I just lean into this, this is going to be the coolest ride of my life. And that's kind of what it's like because you just got to kind of trust that you're going to move to the next ball carrier, move to the next spot, and your buddy's going to back you up. And one of the two of you are going to turn that ball over. And next thing you know, you're going 3v2 or 3v3. And it's just this energy, this vibe that you get. And right now, guys are, are to your point, they're pulling up a little bit shorter or they're, or they're a little bit tight here and there. Uh, and then the other thing I think the, that the big thing from the second half was they put in Sifu and they changed the system. 
They went to four three three. Um, but yes, a minute in, uh, you know, Moreno. I, look, Moreno's passing that ball to Barco, but it went. It wasn't going to Barco. Um, oh, no. And Mario, one way or another, could have cut could have cut that out. Um, and he didn't, unfortunately. And this is this is the other story of our season. It seems like every mistake we make leads to a goal. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. explain it. And it, it can happen to you. Look, as of right now, and people are, that don't love stats are going to get on me for this, but <laughs> as of right now, LAFC's underlying numbers and their stats are still very good. They're still creating chances, which is, aside from scoring goals, the hardest thing to do in this sport is to create chances. There's plenty of teams that are bad um, that can say, hey, we're unlucky. No, 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 you're bad. You're not creating chances. You're not getting shots on target. LAFC are still getting shots. Like the, when people tell me, hey, they're not shooting enough, LAFC's in the top five in shots. You know, hey, they're they're... They don't want to shoot from outside the 18. Well, yes, I get that. You want a little more shots from outside the 18, but you don't just shoot from outside the 18 just to do it. You still want to work your way into a chance because this is the way they play. Hey, I want to see crosses. Okay, who's going to put their head on the cross? We're not doing that. Uh, we'll do cutbacks. We'll do uh, across the box type things, but we're not just going to hit the ball in the air. That's not a In modern soccer, it's not a strategy. Um, and yes, over the course of a year, normally things even out. Now, sometimes it doesn't always. There's a very good recent example of this if you're an EPL fan, Brighton. Brighton had probably the, I think they had like the fifth best expected goal differential in the league, which is bananas for a, a, a team like Brighton. They finished just above the relegation line and their, their results never met up. So yes, LFC might never catch up to this. We have to have faith that, that Bob can figure it out and give them confidence, but he's making the changes, like sending, sending them out on the 4-3-3 and goals change games. So he sends them out on the 4-3-3 they do dominate play a little more. I would say second half, we dominated them. And I believe that that Joseph Martinez shot was their only shot on target in that entire half. It was. Uh, so It was actually so, their only real shot on target pretty much. Aside from his other one in the, in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, Which was barely even anything. Yeah. Aside, so. And aside from their set piece chances. So it, uh, Brett else after the game said, oh, we outplayed him. And her, I said this on our podcast because Hercules Gomez goes, outplayed him. I go, oh, Herc, you didn't watch the game. I can tell. I can tell when you didn't watch the game because we did. We outplayed them. No, we did. We outplayed them. Um, but yes, right now, two things are coming together that are really not going our way. Confidence and bad luck. And I know some people don't want to hear that because how do you figure those out? I, I honestly don't know. That's Bob Bradley's job. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. But I will tell you this. Regard, whether you believe me or not, luck is a huge factor in this sport because it's 90 minutes where almost every single move on the soccer field is failure. You know, baseball is a three out of 10 and you're a hall of famer. Soccer is like 0.5 out of 10, which is less than 1%. And you, you might be a hero because honestly, there's a thousand actions on the pitch and three goals in a game, three, four goals in a game. So four out of the thousand actions come to something that's less than a percentage of positive actions. So there's going to be a lot of variance, but what you want to do is to buoy yourself against that is to create chances. And again, I will caveat it by saying sometimes you don't catch up to the creation that you do. And, and that could be LAFC this year and we'll all be very sad. Uh, but there is still some things to hang your hat on. And it's why when people say stuff like, man, if we were in the Premier League, we'd be relegated. No, we wouldn't, first of all, because we're not in the bottom three. So please learn about what relegation is. But two, we're not that bad. So I just want to... No. I know I'm going to sound like a homer uh, for all those that for all those that, that still believe. I, I do not collect any paychecks from LAC. They have not paid me to say this. I've gone on this rant on my own accord. Um, and I just want to share this with you because I feel like this actually enhances the way I watch games. This enhances my passion. If it doesn't do it for you, fine. Throw it away. 
But for me, to understand the game a little bit more um, enhances it. And also, it gives me a greater respect for the people that play, um, for the for the players and the coaches. Uh, this is not easy, guys. And it's not as easy as no. just fire fire your coach. It's not as easy as just change the players. So that, that would be my, my big rant uh, for this Atlanta game and, and <laughs> basically for LFC season as a whole for people. <laughs> the microcosm. Tony, jump in, sir. I was going to say, if you guys want to learn about chances and like, it's, it's honestly, if you have Amazon prime, which I, most people, if you'll do go watch, what is it? This is football episode three chances. It literally tells you what football is and it gives you three like main like reasons why I know one of the, one of the stories is not a very, very uh, good for uh, Joseph over here because it's about Bayern Munich losing. So the, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's about Bayern losing, but it tells you the story about like this team. Uh, what's the team? I think it says on there. Uh, uh, I don't even tell you what the hell. Is it Stuttgart versus I think, Bayern? I think yeah. so. It was like they, yeah, they've always gone to the champ. They always gone there. They can never get the right luck. They never can do mm-hmm. that. And then they go to that the game and they finally get the lucky, the lucky bounce, the lucky stuff like that. And they literally talk about just chances and chances and chances. And like they keep saying like football is about chances it's on your own mm-hmm. one side or the other side so if you guys want something to watch like i said this is football is a really good series to watch but it really is mm-hmm. yeah but watch yeah. Uh, chances to to understand even more it's a yeah it's a trip watching that episode it's probably the best episode in the series at least i think it is even though it is including my team losing just to see how the game flows and how expected goals actually work that's kind of where you're at in that episode so it's a good one to follow it really is just to say that Sometimes things just don't go your way in a season. Doesn't mean it's going to be the whole season. Maybe for mm-hmm. Brighton it was, but it, it, but it <laughs> can be. I, I do want to. I do yeah. want to uh, put that out there for people. Look, uh, stats are stats are one thing, and I know some people in the chat are saying, but how many stats do we fail at? Um, look, there are some stats that are more important than others, that are better than others. But ultimately, the points that you collect in the season, the goals you score, your goal differential are all going to be the best predictors of how well you do. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I just want to. I just want to remind people that the best way to get yourself to buoy yourself against the randomness and the, the ultimate noise that is a soccer match is to create chances. And LFC still does that. Now, when they stop, then I'll really, really start. I will, I, I will be the one of the first ones to come on here and say, Oh no, guys, this is terrifying. This is really bad. Um, because Their ultimately are down. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately too, yeah. you know, even though we're getting goals scored on us, our defensive record is actually pretty good, but for whatever reason, the soccer gods, whatever you want to call it, Every time we make a mistake, it seems to lead to a goal. Yeah. And also, we can't get past two goals in a game yeah. this year. I haven't yep. scored three goals just in a game in the way it's like 25 games now. Yeah, it's just not happening. We're creating the chances for them, but it's not happening. And you know, we talk about luck, and there's there's two areas where you can really talk about luck. One, you can generate luck, right, by creating chances to getting more dynamic, better entries in. You can generate luck just by creating bounces in there. Right, mm-hmm. getting the ball on the keeper, making him do the job rather than just trying to do it perfect every time. There's also the uh, the luck in terms of what lineup you can field each week. And in our case, we never get to field the lineup each week. It's never the same lineup. I keep looking and it's just not the same. It can't be the same. We were getting results. It got kind of the usual. But right now, we have no consistency in the lineup. And it's not by choice, right? It's by necessity that we're in this mm-hmm. situation. So that takes the luck away in many cases. Now, in terms of the goal that we allowed, Murillo's goal, you got to look at it this way. 
he got away with that in the first half and actually brought the ball down nicely, doing the exact same play. In this case, it didn't go the right way, deflected a different way. The other thought that I had in the play was maybe there's not 100% confidence in a young kid like Fall that was cutting behind him on the play. So he felt as the leader out there that he had to do something rather than leave it to the kid in a one-on-one situation. Personally, I felt if it went through, it probably would have skipped along on that turf and wouldn't have been a nothing, would have been a nothing play because it's turf, right? But we don't play that way because we don't play on turf. No, he knows in that moment he's 2v2. So he's got to try to do something. Or, or God, right. uh, imagine if he does nothing and it goes right to the guy. Bob's going to be much madder than if he tried to do something yep. and it does still go <laughs> right. right to the guy. Oh, right. wait, not only Bob, the rest of us be mad at him not doing it. Right. No, it, it, it's that. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is every one of our defenders in this game coughed up the ball in the box and got away with it. Mm-hmm. First half, all of them had a ball pop forward and probably should have got put out the dry pretty much and got away with it. So they all had their moments in this game. Got away with those, but that one's the one that got us in the second half. And of course, in the first few minutes, because it's what we do, because we've never had a complete 90. There's always been some goofball situation where we just never get a full 90 out of this team. And we can be mad at Bob about that if you want to be, or we just look at what the situational problems are. And in most of the cases this year, it's been a single blunder and you're punished right in a moment. Now we have to move on. Right, we can't we can't waste it too much. I, I will say there is some things that I do also want to bring up, and that's probably the leadership aspect. Not not from the manager, but from our own DPs, the guys that get paid the big bucks. Uh, the only guy that seemed to be trying to create a fire, create something ugly out there to at least fire some people up was Raheem. Right? Yep. He's the only one. He's fighting with the ref. He's he's throwing some sandpaper, getting ugly with it. I didn't get that from Vela and he's our captain, right? There had to be a moment I felt in this game where you're getting into it that you start picking fights with Atlanta. You you make it a bit of a a bit of a just to get him off, right? Just something to switch things up. We never have that guy, right, that wants to do that. And I think in on a road match, it would have been something just to fire the guys up to unite a little bit more in a situation that we're in. Maybe going into half with something like that where you just you had a moment, right? You pissed everybody off. You walked off and feel like we're going to get those guys in the second half. I haven't really seen that from our guys yet. It's been more of we're the nice guys. We're going to play our system. It's going to just, it's got to work itself out. I'm waiting for it. Where it's like, I want to see a little bit of anger. I do. I, I mean, I would say though, if you rewatch that match, that Carlos was chirping the ref quite a lot. Like yeah. he was definitely in the refs here. He, he was like, why is Brad Guzon taking five minutes on every goal kick? Why is this happening? Why are you not giving yellow cards when my guys are getting fouled the way that they are? So, I, look, I, it's just not Carlos. It just never will be. We just we you, we can't keep hoping. Um, he's a guy that wants to do things on his own. But I, I where I agree with you on uh, DPs and leadership is they're not leading by example. Carlos is trying his best. Diego's gone missing as a late, yeah. and Brian is still Brian. And you know what we've learned. You know what we've, yeah, you know what we've learned in this league is. Um, you, you need to have probably all three DPs firing at least two and a half um, to even have a chance to, to really compete at the end of the season. Um, and we just don't, I mean, we have the, you have the quality of the DPs, which a lot of people miss on the quality of their DPs, but we just don't have them performing. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, and then varying, <laughs> right. Using yeah. your DPs in different positions rather than all up front. Yeah. Right. With, it, with the, mm-hmm. yeah. With the people that are saying, Oh, Edward's going to be, arguing with the ref and all that kind of stuff 
Who would you rather get sent off for doing that? Vela or Edwards? Rossi or Edwards? Yeah. Twista or Edwards? Who would you rather have have been sent off for that? I know who I'd rather be sent off for that. <laughs> Edwards. Yeah. Right. He I knows remember. that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look, ultimately, Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think this team just needs to, to hold up a mirror. It's not about the other team. It's not about picking fights with the other team. It's just like, guys, somebody needs just need to come in here, score a goal, and then turn around and not even celebrate, but turn around and look at the other 10 players and go, that's how you do it. It's not that hard. We can do it again. And guys, just suck it up. Just suck it up. Um, and I think they're just not – the moment hasn't happened. It really just – it hasn't. I, I guarantee you that was – I mean, actually, the moment kind of did happen. Mamadou Fall scored that goal, and he wanted to fire up his teammates. And then they immediately had to come back down and restart. So, yeah, it's hard. It takes all the it takes all of it out. And of course, that's a moment where you hope that builds some anger in them to come out in the second half. And it didn't quite happen the way we thought it would. But here we are now. Moving on beyond that, any final reactions before we talk about a little bit of ISOs on some players and what's going on with those guys? Oh, let's okay. get into players. <laughs> all right. So the B Rod situation. Here we go again. The man is playing on the wing, which means you need to create things. You need to create stuff in the box. That's your job. You can hold the ball and look pretty all you want. His expected goals on the day, 0.09. Again, he wasn't ever in a position where it was going to be threatening. His expected assists on the day, which is wild, was a 0.06. Could have been easily higher if he played just a little bit better. One less touch and one move in, right? Just a split second better, and that's a different story. He had two shots on goal in total and zero chances created. You're a designated player. You can't function as a team with a designated player that's performing in that way. Uh, you know, I can condemn the kid, but he's overpaid for what he does right now. And that's it's a hard take, but it's the truth. Um, Chicho's situation on the day. 100% on passing. He only had a few, but it's still, he was effective in his passing. His expected goals were 0.12. Uh, expected assists, 0.01. Again, I think a lot of that's just because you didn't have a lot of time out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the expected goals, like when he did have those close plays, they weren't easy plays. They weren't They weren't just bury it. He had to put in some work to get there. Uh, he had to slice it to make it happen. So it was a hard effort. Credit him even being close in those moments. But that was kind of his day. He didn't get a lot. There was a few plays where he should have got calls he didn't get. And he was he was chirping a bit too, which I did like seeing that from him. It's something mm-hmm. that we need to value. But that was his day. And of course, fall oh. 7.8 rating on Fop Mob. He had the highest rating of the group, which was interesting, I thought. Um, eight out of eight on duels one, two out of three on tackles. Uh, his passing percentages was in the mid 70s this time, a little Seven, bit down. 71. 71. Yeah. Great, uh, and I, I think mean, it's just not bad either. You know, it's yeah, just, I would no. take, I would take passing percentage always with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, it, would. It, because honestly, I think in those cases, what he was doing was he was trying to stretch stuff out to create. Mm-hmm. And usually that gets intercepted. Yeah. Look, you, he really yeah. is good. You can at have those. Darlington Nagby and play hundred percent of your passes sideways and backwards. That doesn't help my team. You know, ultimately right. the goal is to play forwards and to get the ball as close to the goal as possible. Um, and he, he was doing some, he was trying some stuff, and I like that. He was. But my favorite stat from four mm-hmm. for this game: expected goals 
He had a better expected goals than uh, so than that's, in, that's interesting. That makes me think. No, then that means they absolutely had to. They're counting the shot that got called back. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Which is did. which makes no sense. But okay, the whole <laughs> sequence funny. has to be canceled out, right? Yes, yes. it should. Yeah. It should not yeah. be counted as a shot at all. It's because technically the second you're offside, play stops. Yes. Technically, it's an errant pass yes. in the stats. Yeah, and yet yeah. he had eight so. recoveries as well. Yeah, he was. That, I mean, look, he was good. Um, and Steve Trundolo told Max Bredos and I uh, a couple months ago, "Hey, man," because I was asking about Triori because I, I had seen Triori when he first came um, to training with Mahala, um, and he had this sweet left foot and he was pinging balls across field diagonals, something that not a lot of our guys can do. And I was like, "Man, this guy's good." And I, and I was like, "Steve, what?" When are you going to see Triori? I know he had a little run out in the COVID season. He looked scared. He looked a little bit out of his depth. He goes, yeah, you know, I think he's going to, he just needs some time under him and he needs some more games and he needs to feel that pressure. And I go, what, what about Mamadou? He goes, oh, you're going to like Mamadou. And I think we're starting to see that because uh, he, he does take chances with his passes and his passes are, are good too. He plays a good ball. It's like an easy ball to handle. Uh, but yes, he's got good recovery speed um, and he just needs to get games, needs to see more pictures you know pictures of things happening on the pitch um because ultimately i think he's going to be uh similar to a mario type where he's going to snuff out a lot of stuff because he can be big and physical and he can run uh but he's a much better passer um he's much cleaner on the ball so that's going to be really great i like the reads that he puts into it he's always stepping into a play before others actually think about it so he doesn't have to bother with the slide tackles or the hard challenges because he's just there he knows where to be Mm-hmm. Just yeah. crazy for a kid his age, but he's got that already. Bam, go for it. I'll, I'll be far enough to say, with his contract, LFC has an option for an extra two years. Sign it two years now. Sign him till the yeah. end of twenty twenty four. I Keep think him in, we the, will. in the system for, for more years. Mm-hmm. The way he's been playing, especially the last ninety minutes, was amazing. We need someone like that for the future. I think they will. I don't think there's any question. They'll, they'll make the move. Yeah, I mean, this is MLS. This is you, the wheels churn. I mean, yeah. whether you rightly or wrongly thought it should have happened, this is why Walker's not on the team anymore. The wheels churn. You have to get younger. It's a salary cap. You have to move guys. This is why Mark Anthony K has moved on, whether you wanted to keep him or not. Guys deserve raises. I, I would never fault the player for needing to get money, but you can't always be the team that gives him that raise because sometimes you've got a Tristan Blackman waiting. Sometimes you've got a Mamadou Fall waiting. Sometimes... From Mark Anthony K, you've got Sifu and you've got Latif and you've got all these guys. So this is the balancing act. This is where it's not easy. This is again where I have this respect for these these and, and when you take these, they're not hundred percent. Like we always seem to think that like, oh, I wouldn't have done that because I knew better. No, you didn't. You just did it. You just didn't. No one knows better, or else you'd be doing it and and you'd be the greatest ever, and we'd all love you. But you you're not okay. So it's it, you need to understand that this is just MLS. It's a salary cap league. There's no way around it, and you have to play the game. You literally have to play the game. Unlike, uh, uh, well, even Barcelona now at this point is going through it because they're starting to enact a, uh, a cap in La Liga. Um, but this is not Europe where you can really hold on to a group of players and just keep paying them more and more and more and more. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're a league that sends sure. players off to keep ourselves afloat. That's what we do in this league. It used to be we had to just expand to stay afloat that was the only way because you weren't selling guys but now it's a situation where there are players of value i know john was really good on his on this latest episode with you right well, not good enough because people are getting it wrong in the chat i think yeah i've, 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 think literally, so I've literally pointed this out marvin i've pointed this out to you on twitter 
John literally said that the allocation money can be for free agents internationally and MLS players. He said he was not, he was open to MLS players because I think a lot of people are hearing they're they're tired of international players. So I think what John was giving was a little bit of a caveat to people to say, hey, look, I'm open to MLS players, and I think we should maybe have some more MLS players. But definitely allocation money can be used for either. Now, it may not be used this window. I'll just put that out there, though. It may not be used by September 15th. And that's not, you know, that's the way it goes. But we, I pointed this out, and I just want to, I don't know how many times I can reiterate this, but I just wanted to back up John. He did point this out. Yeah. No, I, I think it made sense in the interview, what he was saying, the business of football. We're in MLS, and we got to just be real about that. This is MLS. We're not over there. It's not the same budget situation. Everything is very tight and, to be honest, extremely complicated. I don't want John's job. His job... The, the dynamics of MLS are kind of crazy. They mm-hmm. really are. And and I don't know how you go through those contracts and how convoluted they can be. And then you throw in loans for players, and it's just extremely complicated. The budget's always tight. It's it's different. It just is. And the, the fact that we have so much depth in terms of young players is a rarity in MLS. It really is. The fact that you can talk about your central midfield and go, well, we got guys in the pipeline. Ask Salt Lake about their pipeline. <laughs> right. Ask other teams about a pipeline. They don't even have a legitimate one. And you haven't fully connected Not... your academy yet. Nope. Those no. three signings are, are just the tip of the iceberg. Right. So it's going to happen. It's going to be there. You know, it, 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 it's this season's a rough one. We could pull it out and do something like Seattle did. It's not over yet. But down the line, things are going to look look better just because of who's coming up. So don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. There's opportunities ahead. Uh, let me throw out some comments from everybody here before we move on to some some community news, talk about a little bit of records and uh, all that fun stuff. So jumping in, of course, Jerry's got to embarrass Vince a little bit with the higher Vince in the chat. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. That's my that's my we love uh, Jerry. That's my comrade at 110 football. We love Jerry. Uh, Jerry's the best. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Keep the higher hashtag Vince going forever, even though I have a job. And I very much love it at 110 Football, but I, I love the hashtag. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful thing. And we're happy that you're over there, for sure. Um, it was, you know, having you at the club and the time that we had you was an absolute blessing. That is for certain. But, dude, having you still talking LAFC in this biz, yeah, we're lucky. We really are. Jason, Vince, did you watch the Descendants documentary yet? Uh, I have to uh, self-report. I'm sorry, Jason. I have not had time yet to watch it. <laughs> I need to. Uh, God, there's so much good TV on, but that is that, it's in my Amazon Prime watch list, and I need to get to it before it drops off there. So you, thank you for the <laughs> reminder. Uh, but it, no, I have not, and I feel bad now. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it. We got off-season for that kind of stuff. Uh, ain't got not, anything with luck. We're blessed. 200 is going to be one to remember. I certainly hope so. I just hope the equipment works on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looking forward to 200 from Jason. Uh, moving on, we've got Ben. Vince is the man. Hire Vince. Vince has been hired, people. I'm paying. I'm well. No, I'm telling you, keep the hashtag going. It's fun. Um, because I look, I got to stay hired because I'm paying all these people to make these comments. Ooh, there money, it is. We're all ending up on a resume. You yeah. see that? Money's in there the mail, is. Benjamin. Thank you. Stay positive with Jerry. Exactly. Hector says, "What do you guys think about Rosie, Chichu, and Vela in the front line with Brian in the mid with a Twesta and Sifu?" I want to see that. Ooh. I want to see that. Well, I, I how want... would that? F- 
I, I'm curious, how would that fit together? So I'll tell you, I want to get your take on it, uh, but how would that fit together with you specifically? Look, the front line, slam dunk. We already know. Yeah, 100%. Before. Yeah. So how does that, Brian specifically, fit together in the midfield for you? Well, because Brian's more of like a winger. He's always been, even when he put, when he plays with Uruguay, he plays more winger than a striker in what he does. So I think it gives him more of a chance to be more free-flowing than he, than he, want, that he wants to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like giving up the ball in mid is a little bit, easier than giving it up for the last attacking half because i just feel like when he gives that last half like again we don't besides rossi again he's showing he's finally showing his age unfortunately you know what i mean as much as 32 is not that old because i'm almost 20, 35 this year it's like <laughs> yeah, it say, my, feel, my birthday's coming up soon i'm well yeah. over 32 oh, no. yeah exactly so it doesn't feel like <laughs> it doesn't feel old but of course in sports world that's like you're 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 pretty much done and stuff like that so vela can't recover Rossi at the moment is I don't know where he's at he said that he's mentally something's wrong mentally with him and that could be COVID of course I I don't want to keep up bringing COVID but COVID has a major issue because again this is Brian or this is Carlos this is Rossi we're talking about Ro- Rossi, Rossi. yeah oh, I'm talking yeah. about no Vela Vela he's gun shot right now his yeah. confidence problem it, like a lot of these guys are having it yeah. and he's just in a big slump yeah. for sure I agree so, with that so I, I think Rodri, B-Rod at, on like a wing would be for, for well just because he can be more free-flowing. Atuesta mm-hmm. can always run the middle and then Sifu. Sifu and Sifu and Atuesta can switch around the usual town. So that's how I feel it would work out really mm-hmm. well. But again, that's putting it in mine and could work again. Like you can have all the best players in the world look at PSG and not win a Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not- Byron, but yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, oh, Byron's <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, I, I would just say that the, the way that this is configured with a three front line, technically you're not going to get to have Brian on the wing. Now yeah, it could work um, in a three. He wouldn't be playing. He'd be more like what we would say an eight, which is the half space and wider. I mean, he could get wide yeah. um, to your point. He can be free I mean, we have free eights. Um, Sifu definitely gets to play a free eight role sometimes. But see, so what Brian's biggest problem is right now is his decision making. And the last place I want to put him is in the middle of the field with his decision-making problem because he doesn't know when to release the ball, doesn't know when to play one touch. Um, And then the other thing is uh, he's not necessarily the most diligent when it comes to pressing. Um, So that's where I would worry about him in the midfield. Now, I do agree with you. In a system on the wing where he plays maybe a 4-4-2 and he's that winger that has that freedom um, to not really track back and can kind of get inside. This is the Uruguay system. This This is where, you know, this is a system that Italy used to play for the longest time. The number 10 was always the left winger um, yeah. because they would, they would as the team would kind of tilt on its axis, that 10 could get closer to goal and get closer into the middle. Yeah. Um, in that system, it possibly could work. But again, I just I question Brian's decision-making, and I, I, hate, I hate to plug it again, but I'm going to do it. Check out 110 Football on Friday because I'm going to be talking all about Brian's decision-making, how some of these plays have been very easy for him. It's just he wants to rely so much on, to your point, getting the ball and dribbling by guys. And hey don't get me wrong he is a high class talent in his dribbles but teams have figured it out they they know that and the more variation he can play to his game the the better off he will be right i think he doesn't respect the opponent as much as he should he doesn't think they're at the level that they are i do think think, that he underestimates his opponent i think he just he's like this is all i've got this is my i'm a one-trick pony and i think also should i say this i think (laughs) that something has gotten in his head that if I do this and I'm the flashy guy that eliminates guys off the dribble, I'll get my big money move because those guys do get those moves. They are rare players. Mm-hmm. Think of how many players like t- 
to be honest with you, besides Brian, besides Carlos, who dribbles by guys on this team? Doesn't happen. Exactly. Rarely. Doesn't so, happen. Can, yeah, maybe. rarely. Like yeah. that's who can do it from time to time from midfield because he yeah gets the edge on guys. Same yeah, Latif gets an edge on a guy. Um, Rossi from is a decent dribbler, um, but Brian and Carlos have something that like you just can't teach. Uh, and right. it will it, it, if he, it will get him a big move, but he needs to be a complete player. As of right now, all of his interest has come from what he's shown already. He needs to show more. And it's yeah, it's not that's, enough. That's yeah. the reason why it's only interest. Yeah, it's not buying yet. If he if he would have shown those the rest of those things, he would see ya, long gone. Right, it's kick the tires, but I'm going to go with something more dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and when you mention him in the midfield. I do like him challenging with an extra five to 10 yards on players. I think if he gets that speed up, they're toast, right? They're toast. So yeah, in midfield, he is more effective, especially at Uruguay. If it is a four, four, two, like Vince said, or even a four, two, three, one system, he kills it on the left or even on the right. He'll do it because he has the extra yardage, but he also has the insurance behind him. So he can't, you know, he won't have to track back as much. He won't even have to press as much in that type of a system, but that's not the system we play. And Three in the middle. Again, I, I, if I can't trust him on the wing, I can't trust him sliding towards the middle of our midfield and just not following through, right? Yeah. The follow-through is what, what kills us. So mm-hmm. if we have four in the mid, I'm okay. If we have five in the mid, even better. Right? I feel much better about him. But so, what we have now, it's tough. It's yeah, really to be tough. fair, I just want him – just put him in the midfielder. So just like – because there's always that question of like, what happens if you put him in midfield? How well he'll do mm-hmm. it? I just want that question just answered gone and done with yeah. you know what I mean just get no I, I think we're all reaching we all see talent in Brian and we're all like let's just keep reaching for something that can that can help him and I yeah, think exactly. I agree I agree 100 in that in that regard I just don't think that this is this is necessarily right for him square peg round hole that's the issue <laughs> right now really I do think that's it so nothing against the kid he just there's it needs to be better from him if if this is who we're going to keep on uh Long story. I don't think it will be. I think he's going to move pretty quick. Um, I, I honestly think this is a this is kind of the swan song for many in our lineup this year. This is the year that they know they're all shifting after this one. There's going to be a lot of changes. Expect it. But darn, we need to do something with what we've got left. They got to fight for this last moment with this group. Mm-hmm. This is it is essential. All right, I'm going to move on to see. This was cool from Jason Kripesi. Uh, Hector Gonzalez, I don't think Brian would work in the midfield. We already have a midfielder who doesn't break the lines with passes in there. Okay. Hector jumps in. Good. Yeah. Not right now. No. I love his effort, but it doesn't seem like he's fitting in. Exactly. <laughs> I love this one. With, from Mark Lopez, without the higher Vince movement, there would be no bring back Dio. Oh, really? Really? Well, that happened. <laughs> but I... <laughs> I'll take some credit if everyone loved it. I mean, I know they definitely love Dio. So if I can uh, draft off of his, uh, his trajectory with LAFC fans, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin says, I found saddest that Fall didn't get his debut goal, even though he deserved it. Could have given him even better momentum, too, for the next games. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I do he, think he he'll still right now. Yeah, he'll, he'll still have it. He'll still have it, but it could have given the team momentum for the next two games, yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we need it so bad right now. Yes. And we need something to grab onto, for sure. Pablo, Commonwealth does does release Vieira audio, and it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Leave it to Commonwealth yeah. to uh, do something good and still find a way to mess it up. 
<laughs> dude, they are always in a battle with CONCACAF for who's the most dysfunctional uh, confederation. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, Oceania, but let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but there's only two, two or three real good teams in there anyways. <laughs> right. Otherwise, it's an amateur-like mm-hmm. federation. Uh, John M., they had audio for VR during MLS's back turn when ESPN was showing the games, and even Taylor said it needed to continue. Agreed. Agreed. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did some things to get everyone back in and wanting to watch things, and they should have kept it. Oh, Casey says, this is an interesting, because I know Casey was actually there. Uh, they had to open the roof or else everyone inside the stadium would have had to wear masks. Interesting. That's the point made. I mean, I'd Atlanta, rather wear Atlanta masks. Can tell, than... Yeah, Atlanta can tell themselves yeah. that, but come on. A big <laughs> hole 100 feet away from the uh, 50,000 people in there? Come on. It's all nonsense at this stage. Yeah. It is. You're, it's all nonsense. It's, it's, it's sure. performative in that moment. Think, make it look like you're doing something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jonathan Reimer, uh, we can send people to space for no reason, but we can't get a filter on the broadcast to fix the light shadow issue. Hey, brother, MLS is going to MLS, man. Yep. <laughs> Reynoso, exactly to Jonathan's point. Oh, what? Jerry Reynoso says, bring back plaid pants. Uh, so I was wearing plaid pants on a lot of the pre. Uh, for those that don't know, and if you don't know, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the LAFC app, I do the uh, tailgate in away days, uh, 30 minutes before the match. It's a lot of fun. We have chat. We have games. Uh, you can win prizes by playing bingo, which bingo is the easiest game to play in the world. All you got to do is get a bingo card. Uh, but I was wearing plaid pants a lot, and my record, Jerry actually took the time to uh, to put my record together. Like I, We were doing really well when I wore plaid pants, but then I think I wore them for the sporting game, and I stopped because oh, the sporting game. Yeah, yeah broke the, sporting, the luck, man. Yeah, the sporting game broke all of us. That's why I'm not wearing my pins anymore in the stadium. It's just I need to change a change. Yep. Something has to give. We got to get rid of all of our superstitions to get it back on again. Marvin, no more for Vancouver. Don't risk him getting the yellow. Play Ibiaga and Fall or Blackman. Dude, I couldn't agree more at this point. Like, it could happen. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. At all. The other thought is Mario's not been the most steady lately. So, where do you want to fall with that one? But. Good stuff, Marvin. Uh, John M. Agree with Marvin. Plus, he needs rest, right? Uh, Mark Bob has us looking dangerous, but you guys aren't make our guys aren't making us lethal. Yeah, that's player performance. Yep. Yep. At the end of the day, we've been discussing it. Player def- player performance. Hector Gonzalez. Yes, he can't take the shot to be on the field, but isn't it his job as a coach to figure out why his players are lacking confidence or choking? I think he has. But at some point when so many people are missing, I'm not trying to make excuses for him because he has had his mistakes. The Casey first half was all him. He owned that, man. There's no question. There's been games this season where it's on him. And we know that they stand out. They stick out like a sore thumb. But on days like this one in this match, I don't know because the first half we did look okay. Ultimately, it's not really a why. It's just a thing that like hangs over you. It's a dark cloud. It really is. Um, But he... To to uh, Hector's point, Bob did come out and say that it is his job. So yeah. there you go. He is he is the man managing these people. That's why I just I keep calling on the guys that are holding the big contracts to like piss everybody off, man. Light light stuff up, shake it up, make it ugly. We don't get to play enough ugly games. Do something that's just different, right? Mm-hmm. Change things. 
I'm good with that. Uh, I'm not saying Bob out, but he does have some responsibility in this. There we go. Everyone in that, everyone in that entire building does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, they, they all have to own it at the end of the day. They are, they are the guys that bring all these guys out. John, everybody, this is the squad. And this why part of me is like with the whole Bob out thing. I'd rather have them own this season. They created this. They need to finish it. Mm-hmm. Not just throw it off to somebody else. They need, to, we need to see this symphony end, right? Where is it going to go? Contracts end at the end of the year for Bob. Let's see what they got. Play it out. And I hate to Play break to people, just because you make a change doesn't mean things get better. It can always get worse. Well, somebody's usually got to fall on a knife after that, right? Somebody in the yep. locker room is going to be the scapegoat. It just always works that way. Who's getting benched? Like somebody's going to get, sh- there's going to be a shakeup. A coach has to do it to wake everybody up. And mm-hmm. are we ready for that? Right. Uh, Jason Kripesi, honestly, Hector Gonzalez, if we can get a reasonable fee for him, we should just move him on. I think he's probably talking about B Rod. I'm, I'm no, going to say it Di- about, I think it's Diego. I agree too. You know, I will say this in Diego's case, right? I think we all know there were some legit offers already made for him. It's real. Okay. You've got to feel for him. If it wasn't for the pandemic, he'd probably be off in Germany, Portugal, Spain. He'd be off. He'd be on his way. He'd be showing up over there. He'd be there already. He'd be a completely different trajectory in his career. And that has to weigh on him. Because mm-hmm. one foot was out the door already. And now it's the door shut on him. It's slammed on him. Um, and so it's not going to be till next year until he gets the move. And that's got to be hard for a player. A young guy like him, that's tough. Especially when you were leading scorer in the league last year. And now you're grinding just to get into the playoffs. Well, and the yeah, door's not completely shut. He has until no. August August thirty first. So, buckle up, people, because there's going to be a lot of rumors in the next couple of uh, days. Because it could still happen. Right, right. Going out is a definite possibility, and yeah. I wouldn't be all that opposed to it, knowing that Chicho's in the house. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. We'll see just, what happens. It, honestly, in the long term, it's good for your whole team. Um, you know, move guys on, show them that there's a path forward. Um, they know that they can they can be next, uh, and also just for the team in general, it's a proof of concept. Uh, I know a lot of people are getting kind of frustrated with the front office because they think they just want a return on investment. I get that, I understand that, um, but this is the blueprint that they signed up for, um, and ultimately, it's the one that they didn't mess up. COVID did this, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, they they still have to take their lumps and own it, but at the end of the day, they set up a pretty damn good plan. Uh, it just took, you know a global pandemic that locked us all down uh, to do this. So, you know, unless you think that we're going to have a lot more of those, which, well, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> I hope we don't. Um, but, that's, uh, you know, I'm foreseeing a hundred year thing that only happens every once every hundred years. I think they did a pretty good job. There it is. Uh, Jason, Vince, you nailed it. Yes, it's a confidence problem. LC needs to be Matt Foley, motivational <laughs> speaker to the locker room. Oof, oh, that'd be so great. Oof. Better be or Bob will down the river. Oh, gosh. There it is. <laughs> Motivational speaker. There it is. Uh, I completely agree from Hector. I'm going to move forward here, guys, because we got some other stuff to cover tonight. Uh, Marvin's just going to throw that out there. I blame lack of team confidence on the coach. There it is. There it is. Uh, Hector, yes, El Diego, even if for less than his value. Otherwise, it will discourage other players from signing with LAFC. A real possible or other teams for, for loaning players to us in the hopes that a player gets moved on for sure. Carlos firing the coach is not the answer. Who do you replace them with? They just have to play through this again. Grind. They've been it. They've if you were with us with the highs, 
grinding the lows with these guys. Help them through this. Your supporters. That's how it's supposed to be. Highs, lows, you got to still fight for it. You don't give up your effort. You'll see your way through. Trust me on this. Uh, we peach a few good team stats and not the bad ones. When are we doing so bad? Seems like cherry picking and creating a certain narrative. I mean, the narrative is we're behind every game. We're not getting results. And That's really the narrative. The only stat is not scoring goals and the final result. Being completely honest, like if you look at all these stats, it's ridiculous how Alex performs in it. Um, and that maybe might make you more frustrated. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, I've, I've lose that and stared at these. It just been like, I don't understand. It, it's it, they don't give up the most goals in the league. They're actually like second best in shots on goal, which is a pretty good indicator of how many goals you give up. Like, I can just keep setting these up. They're not cherry picking. I just go to my list. Um, the ones that I've got, the people like the hard ones, like. Oh man, we're losing Vince here on a connection <laughs> issue. We let him go because I think we heard the the gist of yeah. it. Um, dang Vince, so we're losing you a little bit here, chopping uh, up. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think that's it. The stat is what it is. The results aren't happening, and that's what yeah. you can definitely throw it out on for sure. It's, the results are in distance. <laughs> dang, yeah, we're having trouble with the yeah. technical stuff. We'll move through here. I think we're gonna move on and. Adrian, this is football. Uh, yeah, we're going to move this forward because we've got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, club news, of course, is that there are some injuries still. Thursdays is the news drop, so it's kind of rough on us doing a Wednesday. We miss out on a few things, right? It's always a news drop on Thursdays. That's why we do our shows on Thursdays in most cases. A little different this time around. Uh, really, at the end of the day, we got to go to Vancouver. We got to get a result because the game after that's going to be the Galaxy, and it can't mess around. You can't. So they got to find their way all of a sudden in one single match on the road before the rivalry match happens, which we'll preview on episode 200. There I go. Plug the 200. So there it is. Um, and we'll talk about that more. Community updates. Uh, I'm going to throw that to Tony because there's some stuff to talk about, right, sir? You got a lot to talk about. Some good and some bad. We'll start with the good. So for anybody not able to go to Vancouver, which is pretty much all of us because Vancouver has a very strict policy on like travel and everything like that, even with um, people having their shots and vaccinations all stuff, they still need to like, you know, go through everything. So rather not risk it. In other words, if you are able to make it out there, then look at you, but unfortunately most of us won't. So it breaks down like this. TSG is at the beer gardens in Koreatown, like always. Um, BA and crew are going to be at La Truperia on uh, 3742 Flower Street, Los Angeles. And also crew is going to be with doing another one with DU9 at Hangar 24 in Redlands. Uh, Lucky's, of course, you always know where to find them. Lucky Baldwin Pub. There's no, there's no guessing if you ever, if they ever move, then it's, <laughs> questionable and i'm wondering why um expos they're going to be at a uh, harvard yard bar near, at um f- uh, 14 southwestern avenue los angeles and here we go with the unfortunate news as we opened up with the show that julio about julio uh there is going to be a memorial service for him on thursday august 26th at um uh, Thomas Street in Buena Park at 5 to 9. 
you they ask you to please RSVP. I don't have the number on you, but there's a couple posts out there to do that. So if you guys want to pay this respects for him, it's it'll be going on around that time. Um, also, before the TSG watch party, they'll actually have a celebration of life for him at 4.30, and it'll most likely keep going on to, into their watch parties as well. Um, and on a, another sad news, one of our other brothers, um, Father Passed Away, Papa Louise, has a GoFundMe on D9, D9 News uh, go, uh, bio. So if you guys want to help him, hit one of our brothers out to help pay for funeral costs, anything they need, um, just go on to their GoFundMe on their page. And also for Julio as well, um, the TSG has their GoFundMe on their bio as well. It's a link. So if you guys want to help out for that as well. So like I said, we've, we've also sh shared that on our Instagram account as well. Mm -hmm. So it's out there. If you look into our stories, you'll find it. Um, it yeah, definitely the 3252 has jumped on to assist as, as well as possible. But definitely in both cases, support is needed. I can tell you with Papa Luis and his family, they've always been extremely generous running charities, really sticking uh, sticking to it, helping the community. So it's their time of need. So definitely step up and help them out as best you possibly can. All right. Ooh, I just actually realized uh, something. Yeah. I forgot to write. Where is my book? Uh, well, I know D D nine and Crew are also running a uh, a charity event. I forgot what it was for at the moment, but it's at um, right before the watch party. Like I believe at three o'clock till five at the same place as well. So they're doing a nice charitable event there. So if you guys want to help join out, it is on the same flyer of their of their. Uh, watch party as well so uh go as well help out with that and then i know the global diplomatic um charity events that we were doing this past weekend were highly successful but they are still happening uh, rather than closing up shop on it um and shipping everything off it's going to go another week at least so the viewing parties many are going to organize donations locations as well for that so keep your eyes eyes peeled right look for that uh because there should be other information regarding adding more to that event. Um, so that is where we're at, uh, of course. Moving into some, some happier news, of course, we have a tradition on this show called the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. I know Jason, my brother, he comes on for the majority of these, but whenever we have an amazing guest on the show, it always falls to them. So Vince, what is your Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute uh, selection? All right, I want to apologize. I hope my connection is better. It's I better. Right it's now. Yeah. Okay, I'll try to get it out quick, so just in case. Uh, guys, <laughs> the specials, the first specials album, 10 songs, I believe, in every single song is an absolute gem, so check it out. Specials, it'll put you in a good mood, give you some good vibes. It's a good one to just kind of dance around in your house um, and just put it on and just let the good times roll. Honestly, it's, it's one of the best debut albums of all time. Moments like this, this is a good selection, people. Trust me on this. It'll brighten your day a bit, cool the nerves a bit. It's a good one. Thank you, Vince. That's an excellent choice, sir. Love it. And that's right down the line also with Jason, right, Jason? It's not punk, but you definitely listen to Scott, too. So we all do. It's, 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 it's good things. Uh, thank you, man. So moving on, let's jump on to the Vancouver match because they just played tonight, guys, and got a result I know, Bam, I'm not going to run over you on this. Let's get into the mix here. So yeah. record and season so far, Tony, where are they standing at before we talk about the last match? So 
before the last match happened, which was today, it they were there are three wins, eight ties, seven losses. And the last last time we spoke, and this is before we saw them again. That's one of their ties. After us, they've had four ties since we've last seen them: two twos, one one, zero zero, uh, nil nil, stuff like that. So they haven't they haven't been winning, but they haven't been losing either. So they're in kind of like I almost say like a limbo of like. Again, they're still trying to figure out everything about who they are because there's just a, not, a lot of personnel changes, a lot of just like if you could put silly season into a season, they're having that silly season 24-7. <laughs> right. They've basically come up until tonight's result. They were kind of like the MLS version of Richmond, right? <laughs> yeah, much. Can't help but tie. They can't get across the line. Just can't get that result. They really, really, really need. It's been a lot of that. Um, not that they're dominating any sort of play. They're not, I think counters suit them more than anything else, but it's been an odd season for them for sure. Um, and they're doing the same thing as us. Like what has gone wrong? I, you know, we have more talent than we should, we should be at. So that being said, I'm going to move this one on to bam. How did they do this last match, sir? Well, the last match from a couple of hours ago, they had a nice little two, one victory over Austin in Austin, Tony's favorite team at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Some of the quick highlights from the game was in the 36th minute, Austin hit the lead from a header from the, which I'm pretty sure was their first corner of the game too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. 51st minute, Vancouver equalized from a corner as well, went back post, header straight at the keeper, deflected off the keeper into the path of Lewinsky to score an easy tap in. 73rd minute, the goal that get Vancouver in the head was a typical FIFA goal. One-on-one with the keeper, cross of the face of the keeper into the attacking player for Brian White to score the goal. It's a typical FIFA goal. That's all it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some of the stats from the game. Shots. Um, Vancouver left lead 18 to 9 with eight of, eight of them on target. 15 of the 18 were inside the box. So our defense inside the box have to be up for this next game. Passing accuracy. Uh, Austin, 86%. Vancouver 76%, crosses 20 to 22, fouls 15 to 11, two yellows for Austin, one yellow for Vancouver. Now, with all that, you think Vancouver had most possession. They didn't. They did a a Celtic against Barcelona. They had 38% possession and came over the 2-1 win. A couple of the subs during the game, they had a halftime sub bring on Ryan Gould for Uwusu. Uh, 78th minute had Rickerton for White, 81st, Vladimir on for Tilbert, and 89th minute, Jungworth on for Rose. Interesting. Mr. Rose just keeps getting minutes. It's it's rather rather interesting for Mr. Rose. Uh, he's really good at scoring goals for us, so let's let's yeah. let's hope for that. Right. And for the he might record, be a leading scorer after this one. Uh, yeah. Go for it. For the record, I do Austin. I don't like I, that. I don't like Austin. I don't like the the ownership. Again, everybody just watch Copa Copa ninety stories about that, and you'll understand why. I don't like the ownership the team. Don't have a problem with ownership. I do. Just getting oh, the whole there. save Columbus movement. Yeah, he's, he's up there, and let's be honest, he's up there with villains like Vergata and whatever that AEG madness is. So there's oh, some villains. We know that. The what's it called Cleveland when they brought out Cleveland to Baltimore. He's on that point too. 
Oh, yeah, he's just not yeah. not anyone's favorite, that's for certain. We could talk about him forever. Maybe next time we play those geniuses, we'll we'll have fun at their expense. But moving on, moving on. Vince is like, yeah, I don't want to get into owners. That's no fun for anybody. <laughs> I agree. It's it's forget them. It's about what we're in front of us. And we've got the white caps. Interesting stuff going on in terms of their lineup for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, talking about potential eleven, you're not gonna get shocked. Their system looks a lot like ours. Yes, they're more focused on counters than we are, but it's going to be the 4-3-3. I mean, we like counters too, but going to be the 4-3-3. Mark Dos Santos is from the Church of Bob. There is no question of that. Uh, he, his ideas are very similar. Thing is, he doesn't have as much talent as we do in his lineup. So he has to make adjustments. He still keeps the system, but the focus and how he approaches another team that comes at them is going to be different. He's going to sit farther back. He's going to look for the large breakouts. That's that's how they play. And, of course, they're going to rely on the dead ball. I know. Ooh, scare us. Dead balls. we got to be real about this. That's what killed Austin tonight. That's what could kill us when we play them. you got to respect the dead balls. you got to respect that first touch. You can't get lazy on it. You can't get comfortable on it. Comfort's not going to work against this side. So what are we going to see in the lineup? I think our goalkeeper situation's always been the same. It's Krepu, right? Not going to change. Uh, left back, Nerwinski. Center back, probably Rose. Uh, other center back, Veselinovic. And then, of course, Brown at right back. I think that's what they did against. I, I, there's no change. It's very, very predictable in their lineup so far. Yeah. Uh, midfield, Tybert on the left. Bickle in the middle. Awuso on the right. The changes, though, from the last time I watched them play, uh, Dahomey is left wing, which he, I think he didn't play the game before that. Uh, wide at center forward, Caicedo at right wing. I don't think there's going to be any real shock there. That's what we're probably going to see. Interesting choices, though, off the bench. They do have Jungworth that they got from, from San Jose. He'll probably get minutes in this game. Don't be surprised for him to come out and play some shutdown. That's what he can do. That. That's his style. Um, Baldissimo, Ricketts, and then Gold, right, is another player that I think he got late minutes in this game. And we were discussing it before we went on air, but uh, Bam and Vince, you had a good conversation. Bam, fired off about Gold, man, because we could actually see him play this game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, as I've said in past podcasts, I've been following him since he started at uh, my European club, Dundee United. For us, he was a great game, great player. He ended up going to Sporting in Portugal. Didn't have a good season there. Then went on to um, Fenasi in Portugal. And then he went to Vancouver. He's a great, great attacking kid. Got a lot of potential. He didn't go to Scotland for the Euros due to some... He wasn't fitting in with their, their lives that they were doing. But he's got a lot of potential to start going for Scotland as well. So... Potential. That's what we're looking at with him. Um, things haven't gone quite the way he wanted to, but he's still young enough, still got the promise. Vince, I know you wanted to say something about him as well, right? Yeah, no, he's a talented player. He's a number 10, uh, and they haven't had a number 10 in a long time. So if Mark is going to use him, he might have to change to more of like a 4 2 three, one. Um, So I will be interested to see if he does decide that. This probably wouldn't be the game for him, though, at least from the start. Um, if things are starting to go their way, I could see him coming in to change the tempo of the game. Uh, but you know, Mark is probably going to play that four, three, three, maybe five defenders, but probably four, three, three. And he's going to try to just really clog the middle and do what they did. Exactly what you saw at bank of California stadium. I expect almost a carbon copy, at least from the start, if it doesn't work out, he can always make changes, but he's going to try to hedge his bets. 
Um, and the, the best chance for them to win is to be tight through the middle um, and to limit chances and then to just hit on the break. And that's what he's going to do from the start. Right. Break the game apart. Prevent tempo. That this It's not going to be the previous game we've ever seen. The other thing is we're playing on turf again. Boo. Yep. Um, so you have to be ready for choppy stuff as well because it's just the ball's going to run on these guys. It's not going to be. Every time we go up there, the ball's way quicker than we expect. Takes a while for the guys to find themselves. We've been shocked a few times up there uh, when they were in what last place, and we were going for a supporter shield, and they caught us. Uh, it happens, you know. This is not our best place. I think Vince, you said we got what one win up there, right? The one season one, right? Very first season, yep. Very first. Otherwise, season, Bella, it, Bella scores a worldie, um, but otherwise, it's been no, no good. Yeah, we don't get much. We go fishing, and we end up with nothing. Uh, we're kind of like, yeah, it's just. I, I'm going to blame turf. We just don't perform well on turf when we want to. We have moments on turf, but, but consistently no. But that's the reality. Not an excuse. But yeah, it's it's our league. When when a third of the teams are playing on this crap, you got to deal with it. You got to move on. You have to train for it. So here we go. We're going up there. We got to hope we stay healthy. We are dealing with a team that's desperate, just like us. We have two desperate teams facing each other. They've got momentum because they took down Austin. But our advantage is this. We're not playing a midweek match. They are. That has to be thought about. We get the rest. They don't. That's mm-hmm. it's really important, especially as the game carries on and our young players, because we want to talk about our young players. We'll see what happens there. So that that's what the potential lineup's going to be. Uh, I know Bam will take me to task whether it plays out the way it does, but there we are. Uh, um, Bam, who's missing for them? Big names. Wait, you got Calvani out. For a couple more weeks with a PCL strain, mm-hmm. he's been missing for that. Um, today they were missing Gutierrez, Goodoy, and Alessandre from their lineup. I couldn't find out how long they're out for. Whether it's just out for this game or not, I'm not too sure. So there is a chance they'll be back next next week for us. Okay, so potential, potential. It's a busy week for MLS. We'll see what happens with these guys. I, I don't think you're going to put guys on short rest, or at least in a match like this. Right with a break, with an all-star break coming up, where there's no midweek matches coming up, I think they're going to go pretty typical with who's who's in the flow. Um, I think the bigger question for us is going to be about us. I think this this game it is all about us. There's no question. What are we going to walk out there with? That is the story. And and Vince, if you're looking at this situation with Bob, he's like, he's putting me on the pressure. Yes, I'm putting you in the pressure on this one. Do you think we're going to see a 4-3-3 or do you think we're going to play the wing backs that we've seen a few times when we're in a jam? Depends on the health of certain people. Uh, it looks like Cheeky's probably out, right? It didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, Kim Wan is the big question mark. Kim Wan's healthy, then Bob could could roll some variety out there because you'd still have Marco Farfan to to draw on that left side to play as a wing back. Uh, but if Kim Wan is not healthy, I believe you have to go 4-3-3. Um, I don't... I guess there is a world in which Marco Farfan still plays on the right and Raheem Edwards is a wing back on the left, but I, I'm not so sure about that. And I, th- I think we've still seen that we control the games much better with three in the midfield. Um, so I really think that there's, it's going to be a four, three, three, probably one way or the other. Marco's going to have to come in for cheeky um, whether it's Tristan or moon at right back is, is a question, but I think we've seen that Sifu, even though he thought he was going to be out, he came in right at halftime, which makes me think it's not as bad as we thought. Um, so I think he probably gets to start with Latif and, and Edward and, um, that other question mark is, uh, has Brian, uh, run out of chances? Uh, is he going to have to now come off the bench and they're going to roll with Rossi 
Chicho and Vela. So those are uh, those would be my question marks for anyone looking at uh, predicting this lineup. There it is. Now, if you were to predict it, where would you fall into this matter? Who starts up uh, top? I think it's the, the I think it's Chich I think Chicho deserves to get a start from the start. Um, I think Brian and again the, the mistakes that Brian are making are correctable, but it, he, it's in his head. If he's just not seeing it, he's not anticipating it. He's got to sit down um, and maybe sit next to Ante Razov where Ante can go. That's what you need to be doing. When you get in the match, you need to do that. Do what that guy just did. So I think it's a Rossi Vela Chicho front line. Praying for it myself. I'm in the same boat as you, man. I do what works. Do what works. Uh, we've seen what works in the last game, right? The shift was right. It was the right decision to make. I honestly think in both cases where they're calling it questionable, I think if we're playing on grass, neither one even comes up as questionable. Mm -hmm. I think it's turf related all the way. These are hamstrings. You don't mess on turf with this stuff. Um, if you don't have to play a guy in this situation, you're probably not going to. Because mm -hmm. the turf there is not the same as the turf that we were playing on in Atlanta. It's it's much more harsh on the mm -hmm. body there's no give on the on the vancouver turf it's it's ugly stuff having blown a knee out on astroturf i uh, trust me on this though the, that was the old school stuff but yeah i don't see bc place might still be somewhat closer to the old school stuff than it most is too so ugh, it's yeah. tough stuff man yeah so I, if there's even a questionable player i just don't see them playing in this match mm -hmm. which of course does blackman get his moment at right back are we going vintage in this thing you know, I would just love for Tristan to be able to get somewhere and just stay somewhere. I think that's what the, the thing that's uh, I know a lot of people are down on Tristan, but I still believe there's a lot of talent there. Um, and especially when he plays on the right with Vela, they know each other really well. He knows when to be inside when Vela's outside and vice versa. And he does it almost uh, telepathically, which is that much better. Um, I would just like him, to, whatever position he's going to play, I hope that they've been able to tell him that for the whole week and say, just go out there know that this is where you're going to play. Cause I think that's where he suffers because he wasn't great at center back against Atlanta, but he definitely was worse at right back. And it's just because it's two different looks. It's different starting positions. It's, it's tough on a kid. Uh, but I believe, I still believe in his talent. I think um, he's, he's still got a lot to offer. There's been ups and downs. There's been games where he's the guy saving us this season. And there's other ones where we know he's had, had a dog of a match. Again, everyone's lacked consistency this year. Everyone, not a single player in the lineup can say they've been consistent throughout the season. If they did, they're delusional. They've all had moments this year. So, you know, on the turf, I, 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 I'd, be, I'd be shocked to see Kim. That's for sure. Tony, if you were going to predict the lineup, where would you go with this one? Four through three or the, the wing backs? And it's always about the questionable who we have, who we don't have. Um, again, it's also the question of with – a, the All-Star game coming up, and B, the Carson game coming up. It's, do you rest Murillo because of the yellow? Also, it is on turf, so he's also coming that off that injury from the last couple games. Um, he's also playing in the All-Star game as well. Again, it's nothing concerned because no one plays the full thing, but still a concern because we don't, we, we don't want to tire him out. Yes, it's there is time in between that game, our, the Vancouver game and the All-Star game, but still... That is a very high question mark. Um, I safe wise, I would say four three three, easy, just because that's what everyone knows, and we don't have to do anything too crazy. Um, I want Blackman to start 
and that's one for sure. Uh, Chicho is another one for sure that has earned his spot. Um, again, I I love B-Rod. I wish the best for him, especially not just because he's on our team, but in general, I don't like when potential is lost in a player and then it goes away because it's just, then it becomes, what if? What if he did this? What if he did that? And it just, it, it's never a story that ever goes well. And I don't like, I never like those stories. So, but Chicho deserves a start. He's shown it time and time again. And it was, like I said, last game was kind of odd that he didn't start because it was almost felt like an experiment of like, let's see how this will go without him and then bring him on. Um, but midfield is pretty, pretty simple. Like, you know, you don't really change that up. Again, the question mark is who starts in up front and what does our defense look like? Because I think with Kim, I rest him one more extra day. Just, just questionable. Um, I know Farfan can use the reps. And the one thing I do, do, do wish we can do is sit, assist, put sis in. Because it's like, you know what I mean? Give give Romero some time to recalibrate and stuff like that. I'm not saying that he didn't do well, but just like this could be, like I said, last game should have been Sis's chance. But again, we don't know what Bob was, what Bob's idea was. So again, I say try Sis this time and see what goes for it. Yeah, we don't see the training either. We don't see what Sis yeah. is doing in training as opposed to what Romero's doing. These mm-hmm. are things we don't get to see. We know that that Zach has a lot of gravity as to what who goes in and who doesn't, right? He's got his confidence in certain players. And I know because of the long relationship that he's had with Bob, I mean, his input is critical. So we don't know that situation right now. We got to hope, though, that Sis is confident and he does get some minutes because I would like to see him play too, for sure, for sure. And then let Romero get his rest, find himself a bit in the training, and then be ready for Carson. Because I yeah, I don't think there's any question he starts against Carson. So good stuff there. I think midfield, we're not any – there's no shock, right? I think we know who we're going to see in the three in there. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I think at this point you go with what's normal for these guys, what to expect, where they know everybody to be at. The comfortable lineup, of course, is the 4 3 because we've been playing it for years. So there we are. Uh, Palacios, of course, will know probably tomorrow will be our update. Thursday tends to be the news drop. Yep. So we'll yep. probably hear Thursday what's going to happen. Um, Mario, rest him as far as I'm concerned. We'll see what happens there. You just don't want to risk not I'll even, the Galaxy. I'll even go ahead going, because it's Vancouver, on that shitty AstroTurf, I'd rest Vela. It's a possibility, too. Yeah. I mean, Vela's going to have a... B-Rod, he, Rossi, mm-hmm. Arango, top he's three. Gonna ha- and he's going to have a long week, which is going to be a weird week. Because the All Star Game, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he, skills. Yes, it's a break, but it's not a break. And like, yeah, like you said, there's skills. He's still going to be training with the team, and then he'll trade him with the All Star team. So you got to you got to watch his load. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good shout, Bam. That's something that people should be prepared for. I know people lose their minds. Why is this guy not starting? <laughs> Look, there's always there's a reason. There's always a reason, whether it's load or something like that. So, just calm. <laughs> and you you also oh, look at yeah. it too. Two back-to-back AstroTurf games. That's Villa it. had an injury beginning of the year. You mm-hmm. don't want to aggravate that on AstroTurf, let alone Vancouver AstroTurf, because didn't he get injured up there before? In Vancouver, I don't believe that he, he, he pulled an injury. I know Portland, he didn't do so hot one time and had to sit a couple of games. So I think you're thinking of Portland. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Turf, is, turf is not Carlos's friend either. No, no, no point in it. At this point, um, even without Murillo, even with without Vela, we could still get a result up there. 
confident in that. It's just execution at the end of the day. That's what mm-hmm. it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I think we got our debate pretty much covered. Anybody else have final thoughts about this match against Vancouver? I mean, really, it's it's, it, yeah, I mean, Mamadou, keep his confidence running, and guys just need to understand that th- they are in the midst of something that is unprecedented in this club, which means you can be the one that can, uh, you know, make a little history by helping pull the club out of it. Um, and I think maybe that's where guys got to focus their minds now is, can I be that guy that 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 brings my club out of the depths and, and jumpstart the season? Will I be that guy that's remembered as the, the uh, he's not a new sign. It's not a new signing like Raul Ruiz Diaz, but Ruiz Diaz will always be remembered as the guy that jump started Seattle season one year. Ladero was a guy that jump started Seattle season one year. Uh, you 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 can be that guy. So I think some guys maybe maybe that's some extra motivation for them. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Vince, again for the amazing amazing coverage today. I mean, we love the analysis and like I said, looking for answers was the name of this episode simply because. We're in this hunt, and if you're going to ask somebody within the LAFC community, Vince is that guy. You're like, great, he's throwing compliments at me. <laughs> he's the guy that's going to give you the measured response. We've had some killer debates at the tailgate. Not going to not gonna lie. We've got we some have. great combos. It just kind of flow, you know, mm-hmm. um, because he knows it. He knows these players, most of them. He, he knows them. Uh, he's seen the training sessions. I've been to training sessions. I know the intensity of those. If you guys think they're getting it easy, they're not. It gets worse the the harder things get. Trust me, they're brutal sessions for these guys right now. The push is there. But Vince is one of those guys that will give you the measured response. He will give you the, the thing to tell you, the log- logical way of looking at things. I know the passion leads us all. But if, if you really want to get the insight, Vince is going to tell you where it's at. You're not sugarcoating it. This is where and, we're at. And I'm available. Like you said, you uh, you see me at the tailgates. Uh, look, guys, I don't yeah. shy. I don't shy from anyone that wants to chat about this stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fairly nice guy to be around so look if you guys want to come chat if you got you got you you got an argument you want to bring to me i'm, I'm more than happy to chat with you and 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 we'll talk it out and i think uh we might not agree at the end of the day but guys i, I just it's like I, I always said with when i was working at lafc I, I write those takeaways because i just want to share a little bit of what i learned from the team to you guys because look you get to watch the game and that's awesome um but these guys work five days a week um you know, many hours outside of practice when they're taking care of their bodies, they're doing other things. We, we don't get to see, we only get to see about, let's say, let's say 20% of their actual work week. Um, and so I always wanted just to provide a window to you. So if I seem like I'm soft on these guys, it's not so much a softness. It's more, I'm just trying to give you their perspective a little bit sometimes. Um, and so that's, that's, that's all I've ever tried to do is just try to give a window because I think in this country, we haven't had that. Whereas if you were to go to Europe, people, I'm not saying that they're better, but they understand this thing a little bit more because they've been in this game a little bit longer, know how training works, know how all this stuff works. So I'm just trying to give that level of coverage that a lot of people, I think, get uh, from from the European sides and from people that are out there. Right. And and the system and culture that our club is trying to develop. You've seen mm-hmm. it. You've seen how it's built, the expectations, fighting for a place every week. There's a little bit different the way we approach it than most teams. So Vince is always that source, guys. Check with him. Trust me on this. They're great conversations. You're losing out if you don't. Um, so we're going to throw it up to the fans, to you guys, to our supporters. Uh, some comments that I saw jumping in related more to this match coming up rather than the other debate. Um, <laughs> I like Hooligan Ox because he didn't get any love tonight. So you get some love here, my brother. No, it's not the easiest way to win when the bingo cards that they gave you suck. 
Hey, but you get up to three chances to change your bingo card before halftime. I will say this. When the team's not playing well, it's harder to win at bingo because normally the bingo slots are like good things that happen. So I'll give you, I will give you that. Ox. You're, you are right on that. So, Hey, just hope the team does better. You'll start winning at bingo. Right. Cause they're not going to give you own goals. Yeah. No, we're not, pick, not happening. We're not, we're not picking uh, Hey guy misses pass or you'd win. We, we'd have plenty of bingo cards lately, but we're not doing that. Oh gosh. Louis V. Hey, make Tony <laughs> Robbins pull up. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. A ghost just appeared. That would be oh, the hey. one and only Jerry Jimenez, the pod father. He made it. Love you, brother. Right? So he's just checking in, checking in on us. There it is. He know he knows somebody else knows they were at 199, right? There it is. <laughs> uh Mark Lopez, Vince sounding like Zap and Roger. <laughs> Hooligan Ox, and I thought my my connection sucked. Oof. Yeah, so we lost Vince for a few minutes there. Sorry, guys. We're not editing out. We're always raw. You know how that works. You got the final point. That's what mattered the most. Yeah, Getting Vince from Hooligan Ox. Uh, Hooligan Ox, this is... Thing is, we haven't been able to beat them either. Looks like Mark knows Bob too well that we beat him on the changes that need to be made. We, find, we just find him in odd moments, right? I think that's been a lot he, of it. He just plays a game where he narrows the margin. He narrows his team's margin of error and says, I'm willing to live with LAFC having 70% possession and 20 shots on goal if I can get one or two clear opportunities that are big chances, which LAFC understands that too. They understand going into the game that they would prefer to play this way where they create the majority of chances, but they know that by doing that, there's going to be times when their, their center backs are all the way up the pitch and they're going 2v2 or, or sometimes 3v2. Uh, you know, it's a give and take. It's risk reward. This is how this is how high level soccer is played, and you got to. There's no there's no uh, system that is uh, foolproof from top to bottom. Um, and so Mark takes that chance. Bob doesn't want to, and I I'll, I would hazard a guess that not many fans would want Bob to. It's very tough to watch. So just as much as yes, the results have been bad this year. Just just you know, you count your blessings sometimes, and not just the Latif. Have you not been entertained? Right. Yes. <laughs> In the worst kind of ways, but yes, we've entertained. Uh, Marvin Chavez says Arango has to start bench Brian one hundred percent. I think we're in the same camp, brother. I think we we want to see something new here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicho has shown more than Rodriguez. Agreed, Hooligan Ox. Hooligan Ox says I think Bam has something to say. He did say it tonight, right? <laughs> he just <laughs> said bench Vela. Ooh, no, I'm I'm kidding. He said his. Oh, I, I said bench. Well, I, I said. Don't take him. <laughs> don't don't fly him up there. Leave him at home. Oh, let him do photo ops for like the the kickoff events next week. Oh yeah, yeah. He should he should come on the yeah. pregame show. We'd love to have him. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know that's cool. See him in the street clothes. It's all right. It's all right. Here he's highly fashionable. It's okay. Uh, Marvin Chavez. I would love to see Blackman Ibiaga fall in the back. Hardest situation is light left back since Brahim and Farfan are not great defensively. Okay, so I will say this for Farfan. He's good when he's on the sides, not in the middle. I think he's much more better defensively when he actually gets to play his natural role. I get, I, We get more out of him. Raheem, on the other hand, is a Swiss Army knife. Uh, he plays where Bob needs him, and he's, he knows he's utility. Do I think he's anywhere near natural at left back? Heck no. He's more of a left mid naturally. 
but he'll play anywhere and fight for it. So we got to give him credit for doing that. He's taking positions that are not comfortable to him and trying to own them. So yeah, if you're going to talk natural, it's far fan. I think leading into all of this, this, this bad rut that we're in, the conversations or questions about Farfan were not his defensive abilities. It was his distribution from the left side. That was mm-hmm. earlier conversation. So if he gets more regularity, right. And, and we're all on record that moon probably doesn't play. So good chance you see both of them. If in fact they go a three back system, that's just going to be the way it has to be. Yep. Yep. For sure. I'm, I'm good with that. Marvin. I, I just, it would be interesting to see Ibiaga and fall out there at the same time. I just want to see more fall. So I'm in that camp too. Luganox, I would rest him, save him for Carson. You're right, save him for Carson. We got to get a result there. I agree with you, Marvin. Raheem has the energy and aggressiveness, but he does tend to get beat defensively. I think it's because he's just caught up high, right? He's doing a roll. That's where that's at. Al Hopkins, how much does the All-Star game, All-Star team train? I believe they will get one training session is what I've heard. And so, it's a lot of shaking hands and kicking the ball around. There's yeah, nothing hard. Bob will just kind of put them in positions and have them just say, hey, this is where I, what I think we want to do. This is, where, this is who I think is going to – who you're going to play with um, when I make all my substitutions. So let's do that. Let's have some small-sided games and, and then, you know, just get the legs going after from wherever you're traveling from. Yeah, look good for the cameras and go do your interviews. Don't, don't skip your interviews. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's, it's all-star game, guys. Uh, Hooligan Ox. I think they train for the week of my guess. They only do a few players prior to the match. Something sort of sort of Marvin Chavez. Anyone else feel like Ibiaga might, might be pretty solid. I want to see more of him. NYC defenders are always big, tough and solid. So my only real experience with, with Ibiaga are actually seeing how he plays. He's always been like a center back, but he's been the assisting center back. You could say he's always had a leader next to him. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed with him is there's always that one guy that keeps it organized where we've had Segura and then Mario was like that secondary guy. Ibiaga is that secondary guy. That's what his natural role has been for my, what I've seen at NYCFC. So throwing it out there with fall would be rather interesting because someone's going to have to kind of take the lead. That's just normal when you have a center back pairing. So who would do it from there? I'm not so sure. Now, if Blackman was in the middle, definitely we know who takes the, takes the role of leader back there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that where it plays itself out. But yeah, I expect minutes from the man as well, for sure. Anything else you want to add on that one, Vince? Uh, Blackman and Ibiaga would be an interesting pairing. Um, but I do like where your head's at. Um, remember, Ibiaga is learning a new system. So do you want to put him with a, a 19-year-old? Asking a lot. Asking a lot. Remember, you, you guys have been asking this this whole year for Bob to set guys up to, to succeed. Uh, I don't think we want to. <laughs> I don't think we want to go down that road. But I, but Ibiaga can can do a job, and he's definitely a very good depth to depth plus player. Like he can he can spot start. So I just, but it, but to your point, it has to be with somebody that knows the system to help him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, communication has to be there. That's for certain. Mark Lopez uh, about to hit up Vince at the next tailgate. No stats, all vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. I'm down. Dig it. Let's go. It could be an all-star tailgate, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Hooliganox, always love hearing Vince's take, always. We all do. We all do. Uh, Alan Hopkins, I won the bingo, but they didn't give it to me. Controversy. Controversy. I don't run the bingo. I can't help you on that part. I only tell (laughs) people to play it. 
Oh, hooligans calling it rigged. Oh, man. Always a conspiracy. No. Alan Marquez, hot take, but Brian has been better than Rossi. Okay. Uh, Tony's got his... Tony wants to say something. Go for it, man. Yes and no. The way I say that is this, is Rossi is still performing as Rossi should be. Yes, there's some, of course... Broken record here, COVID, should have been gone, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He's not making the shots that he used to. Yes. So we're not getting the Rossi that we've all seen in, no. And B-Rod has played better than he has first time around. So that's where I, that hot take works, but it doesn't work. I still take Rossi over B-Rod 100%. And, but it's, like I said, you're thinking of two, 2020 Rossi, to 2021 Rossi, which is a little bit different, and then B Rod from when we got him to now. So he, there, it's like leveling out. But again, it's I Rossi still all the way instead of B Rod until B Rod wows us and shows us his potential. It's still going to be Rossi over B Rod. But again, that's just my take. Good stuff. Hooligan Ox, going back to what Joseph said about being with the team in the highs and the lows, I did post something about this in my IG. It's true supporters need to make able to take those bad moments. You guys don't know bad moments. I'm telling you this. You <laughs> don't know bad moments. You don't. Having been involved with every freaking team that's ever been in this region, we'll say that, and some that are our rivals to the north and of the south, they can tell you about seasons that were a whole lot worse. We're only a few games out. Yeah, following streak two. Yeah, go be FC. We're there. Go be an FC Cincinnati fan for a couple of months (laughs) and see if you still believe that. Dude, when you're looking at a certain goalkeeper as your highlight of the season and you know who that is, you know how low you can go. Yeah, okay, not dogging the man, but that's their savior right now. They've got a great stadium and they've got some great things going on, but go be an Austin fan for a little bit. It's not fun. You're complaining about not getting more than two goals. Imagine not getting more than that, or maybe <laughs> one if you're lucky. Miami so fan. It can get a lot worse. Yeah, or Inter Miami. Yeah, Miami. Inter Miami. Right? There's there's different places to be, people. Uh, and stick with our guys through thick and thin. We need to let it be known we are in it for the long run. We love our club no matter what. Yes, we'd love to see the wins, but it's all a part of the game. Good stuff, man. It, it's wise from Ox. I will tell you this right now. Dogging the players because of their performance doesn't help them in any way. Not like they're really listening to what we're saying on this podcast. I don't think they are. I hope they don't, to be honest, for their for the sake of their own minds. <laughs> uh, they got to shut stuff out right now and get back to football, and that's it. But at the end of the day, they hear it in the stadium. The negativity, if it's there, it's, it affects them, guys. And mm-hmm. If you want to see a kid that's making less than 100K a year perform like he's a million-dollar player, yelling him down is probably not the best way to get there. So, Or triggering him on social media, not going to get there. So they need your support more than anything. It, it's the hard times that they need you more than anything else. That's staff. That's everybody. They just need our support at this time, for sure. Uh, Hooligan Ox. Bob is going to train the all-star team with the 4-3-3. Let's go. He'll use the Bob method. I mean, there's only one way, right? It's the force. That's how we do this. Uh, don't, I, I don't even care about what system. As long as our guys come out healthy, mm-hmm. 
I don't yeah. give. I just want to go watch a game. I'm going to be entertained. I'm not going to take anything from it except, hey, I got to see the stars of Liga Mekis against our guys. And, you know, how many times I get to see Liga Mekis players play like these guys from close up. And I'm just going to fanboy this thing and then just enjoy the fact that they're playing this game in our house. Now, if the wrong guy gets chosen as captain, I'm not going to be too pretty about that. And I'll make sure you don't hear his name for the entire match. But that's just me. That's just me. Let's go enjoy the gameplay, people. Uh, right? I'm not going to be nice if they do that travesty. There <laughs> it is. I'm calling for the bingo VAR. Uh-oh. We lost Mike. What's up, brother? There go for it. it. There's only one person that I wouldn't be too upset with getting the captaincy over Vela, and that's Zimmerman. Agreed. Agreed. If, if he got it, for sure. fair enough, but no one else. I'll always have a place in my heart for Walker Zimmerman. Always. He's one of our own, essential part of our history. You can't you can't have a place in your heart that's negative towards Walker. No freaking way. For sure. Al Hopkins. Well, well won't, give up on, won't give up on that bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll get you, we'll get you one. Dang. Man, it's <laughs> a controversial bingo game. I'm gonna stay out of this one. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Carlos, see, I've been following Chivas my whole life. I know some lows. They've been three good seasons and one bad. I'll take those numbers. Well said, sir. It's true. You know, teams have highs and lows. That's the norm of football. That's the beauty of it all. It's 90 minutes. That's the only thing that we're certain of or around that. The ball's going to be round. We know this much. Otherwise, roll the dice. Watch Chance, right? Watch that episode Tony mentioned. This is football. We love it because it is unpredictable. This is why we love the game. The passion's brought out. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of this thing. I never, I rarely watch recorded games. Why? Because I know the outcome, right? It takes everything away from football when you know the outcome. If I have to watch for tactic, yeah, fine. But I want to see the live game because that's the beauty of the game. It brings out the madness in all of us. That's the beauty. So, yeah, let's make it happen. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy the game on the week. All-star stuff. We're not going to cover much of that because, honestly, it's it's a vacation for every one of us. We're going to come back hard on Thursday for episode 100, and you know how that's going to be. Um, and, yeah, staying positive is key. And, Marvin, I like this. He threw it out there, which is where it should be. I don't like fans trashing our own players of LAFC social on LAFC social media. I can be critical, but I never talk about certain players on their pages. Very big chance they read those comments. They do read those comments. It injures our guys. It kills confidence to see that. They're used to the 3252 behind them. They need the support. And when you cut a guy down, do you really think you're a supporter? Be real. Do you really think that's support? Because I get pissed off at this. I will, I'm going to say that. It, it, you're not a supporter. You're a fair weather when you do that. You're the come and go guy. You're the guy that's got a city and a Manchester United <laughs> kit probably in your closet. <laughs> You've switched with the wind. I know you. You're I first, see you. You're the first to ask for, for a fucking Carson ticket when you haven't done anything. Right. I'm canceling my season tickets. Hey, but you got an extra ticket for Carson? Yeah, I know you. I know this. Well, I know this type of fan. We'll see what happens in the next few years, but you got to have highs and lows. That's football. That's how it works. You have rebuilding years, but you ride it out because you know that this organization, LAFC, won't stay down for long. They're not built for that. 
they're not invested in that. This is not a small market side. Not within this, not within these waters. So ride it out. Things will get better. You look at the young talent on this team, build those kids up because they're going to be starters down the line. It's going to save us a whole hell of a lot of money so we can get even bigger stars to go with them because they raised through us. So stick it out, guys. It's going to be tough a few games here. Did y'all already expect a result in Atlanta? No. Be real about it. It was going to be hard. But we could still make it this season. Don't write it off. Um, any other things we got from comments? I think we're covered on our comments tonight. So we're going to do this like we always do. The tradition that is the final thought. They're like, gosh, he always turns it on me. So what I'm going to do <laughs> is give this one to Bam for this one. And you you started off, my friend. Hey. Hey. Tony's happy. <laughs> uh, final throw for this week. Playing on turf is hard. Going back-to-back turf games is hard. If a player has that slight moment of, my hamstring, my knee, rest them. We have some young kids that, unfortunately, Jerry will be happy about the Las Vegas Lights result today. Um, you got Cal Jennings. He scored seven goals in 13 games. When's he going to get a call up to LAFC to show what he's worth? For these types of games where we've got a bigger game coming up, chuck them in with players that have that slight injury. Just do what you have to do to get through this week and focus on next week and bring on episode 200. There it is. There it is. Tony, you're the man. It's your turn, sir. Um, I got two, maybe. Maybe one I could be mixed into one. Um, it's just... Um, for again, the Bob in Bob out for all this passion with it, everything going after everybody. Let me see that passion in the stands. Let me see you go 90. And as from going from being in it to now trying to continue it, I know who most of the people are who say they go hard and they don't. All right. So <laughs> if you're, if you, and I will never call it, call names or anything like that, but if I want that same passion you put into your fingers when you're on your phone about what happened in those stands, I want you to go full 90 supporting this team through the good and the bad. Again, one bad season. Again, Cincinnati, Miami, hell, we could like, the best way to say it is if we had this team back in oh since '96, we'd be we'd be Carson too. We would have five too because again, the the league has evolved and we are getting better. Where we can't just grab a Beckham, a uh, Robbie, or anybody just and we can win it easily like that. Now it's more about we can pick up two players and do great. But we also need a team behind us because there's no longer one person can just carry them on the back and just push them through. Yes, push them through to the playoffs. We've seen that happen. But where did that end up? He's back in Italy. You know what I mean? And he still, for some reason, still likes to talk about us, even though he's in a better league. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm not saying Italian league is a is like a bad league. I'm just saying, why is he still talking about us when he is where he wants to be? You know what I mean? Again, that's just a little tidbit that just kind of be like, eh, whatever. But we leave again, a mark. We exactly, leave a mark. Exactly. So just put that same passion to it. Like, you know what I mean? We are going through a rough patch again. Um, 
No. Um, the, the other thing is, the one thing I will say is, if we if Bob gets replaced, everyone should know it's the co- you're looking at the coach in lights. That's probably the most likely replacement for him. Um, again, we are on the outside. If you have any other questions, pass it on to the one in on my window, the bottom left. He has more information about everything. Again, if you want questions, Vince has been here since day one, as anybody else has. I love his takes because he he'll tell it to you straight. There's no, there's no like I get paid for the club, I have to stay quiet, or I work with the club, I still have to stay quiet. Vince will give you straight up. You know what I mean, through the good or the bad, no matter no matter what. He is not going to, oh, th- no. He he he's straight up. He he says it. Though I think the problem is Vince, in like the best way to say it is, he says it in a very calm voice, not a very angry voice. If you say it in an angry voice, maybe people will be like more with him but saying in a calm voice in a conversation with adults adults again uh, and i'll bring this up max says to the bank when 25 26 people when he tweeted 25 to 26 people talking to me how a sport should be played is kind of hilarious <laughs> again <laughs> so yeah i had a good a good one with that one i'm gonna go rounding on so i'll just end it right there at that but support there it the is there thing. it is yeah exactly exactly we need to hear you but we need to hear the white way that's for certain. We're chasing wins. We're chasing a turnaround. That's what we're really chasing in all this. So there it is. I'm going to pass this one on to my brother, Vince. Again, brother, thank you for coming on tonight. It's been an absolute honor to have you on the show. And so it is time to hand off to you. Final thoughts from Vince LaRosa. Uh, you know, final thought is it's been an absolute pleasure being on the show. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I want to congratulate you again on one more closer to 200. Uh, it's, uh, I think my general point on that is these are cool places that uh that certain people are working very hard to put this up for you and at this point i'm kind of talking to the chat um don't take this for granted uh and i mean that in in the the most the the biggest way possible uh even even if i disagree with your takes or something like that keep showing up to these places and talking to your friends and talking about lafc and go to all those things um because uh not a lot of clubs have this um, and there's a lot of supporters that wish they did. Uh, so I, I think that this is great. Um, and we can disagree uh, in different ways. That being said, I will say this. It will make your viewing experience exponentially better if you forget or if you stop talking about players' effort, players being lazy, players not caring. It's nearly impossible to tell those things. I will guarantee you there have been very good teams that have had players that don't care, and yet they still win. And they might even be the star players. And then there's also been very bad teams that have players that care more than you could ever imagine. Now, the results are one thing. I still believe that the day of a game and anything else, do your best to support. You can have your criticisms if you want to have them to social media or in these platforms. It's great. But the second you show up, I would say even to uh, get off the 110 freeway or to turn on to turn into the parking lot, you are 100% behind your team. But I just want to share that with you. If you remove yourself from trying to moralize these players as being um, trying or not trying. Oh man, it's going to drive you wild. And to be honest with you, just like we said, the second one of those guys happens to run into you, you're going to be asking for an autograph. So just own it. It's totally okay because I'm the same way. I'm a fanboy as much as all of you. I really am. Um, And so I just want to say that having the absolute privilege to get to work with some of these players and coaching staff in the past, 
Um, I know where they're coming from and I will tell you they absolutely care. Uh, they take it very seriously, so much so that I would from time to time go, oh, well, that's okay. And they would get mad because they take this very, very seriously, every detail, every moment. Um, so I would just I would just go ahead and just toss that aside and enjoy the games. You can still be upset about the results, but if you do that one thing for me, I guarantee you, you will love this game that much more. Um, I mean, one of my favorite players of all time is Diego Armando Maradona, who is well-known for his trials and tribulations and maybe not caring at times but man what a player and just love them love them for their warts and all and it, it honestly it's it's just a beautiful thing so that will be my final thought love it keep the beautiful and the beautiful game right vince absolutely that's what it is and and ugly because it's beautiful too <laughs> right the bad bounces that end up being a goal for your side Nobody cares at the end of the day. It's a number. It shows up in the stats. You got the job done. Just ask Italy with half of their World Cups. They didn't play it pretty. They just got the job done. Yep. Learn from that. Learn from yep. that. Good Dying stuff, Vince. Books. And like you said, when we get off that freeway, when we get off the 110, you're on a mission at that point. And your mission is to be the 12th man. That is your job on the day. You're going there to support your team. We have a reputation to uphold as supporters of this side. At home on the road, we have the reputation. There is no mistaking why the match, the all-star match this week coming up is here. This is the most pro high profile one because it really is. I mean, well, what about those club teams? Yeah, but this is not a club team. This is an all-star game between two different rival leagues, you could say, right? And we are the up and coming one and starting to threaten in big tournaments. These guys, they know there's something going on here. Okay. And they're willing to do this. This is an advancement. Okay. And they chose our house. Why? Us. That's why they did it. They know the show. They know the sound. They know what to expect. They see the view of Los Angeles. It's us. So no matter what you do, guys, know that you are the face now of this league. Whether Carson likes it or not, they can keep their cups. We are the face of it. They know where the future lies. So believe in your side, fight for your side. At the end of the day, that's why we're here. That's why we talk about the stay golden, right? That stay golden mindset is just that. You have this certain style and ability and potential. It sits with LAFC, so we need to fight for that and keep it without a doubt. Um, final thoughts beyond that. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Bam. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, everyone who's made their comments tonight we need you guys in this moment don't walk away from it give your opinions do not need, you do not need to hold back it's good to be honest about how you're really feeling this is a good thing we keep it constructive we keep it respectful heart of lafc has a long tradition of that and you guys hold it up every week the comments i see here again you're keeping it the right way guys that's how we build that's how we get better we how we expect more so kudos to all of you but again vince man it's a pleasure brother Thank you. 199. It's perfect choice for this. Absolute pleasure, guys. I, I will be back. Guaranteed. <laughs> awesome. Um, also want to just, again, express my condolences to Julio's family. We love you, brother. We know you're going to be looking down on us this next week. And for the rest of the season, we just have another guardian angel. And uh, we'll be thinking of you. And, of course, for everyone, support his family. Donate. Go to the events this weekend. Honor him. At the end of the day, honor him. Final note, of course, tradition. We have to stay the words again, guys. So uh, let me get things lit up. We're going to 
fade out all beautiful right now for everybody <laughs> and let this happen. He's like, here he goes again, right? Throwing the branding out there. We got to drag it out. I always drag it out. So it is. To. Final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts. Stay uh, golden. Vince? Stay golden, guys. Bam. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over <laughs>